Greetings, and welcome to A Peak Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you happen to find our D&D adventure a compelling one, feel free to support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. Find which tier best fits your coin purse and discover the rewards that come with it. You can even peruse the Patreon while wearing your very own Tabletop Notch merch. Available now at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. I'll apologize now that my girdle is not one of the options. Now, ready yourself. It's time to dive into this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Returns to the Mall Fair Estate, yes. wine tasting, yes. not the ball. I said ball, Splash. so. Everybody has called it a ball. If enough people call it a ball, it's maybe it just is. I think so too. Alright. In chapter six, an acquired taste. Orban and Saphira conversed with the dancing clan, awaiting the rest of the group's return from their meeting with Robert Bastille. They overheard a heated discussion at the staircase down to the basement, where a distraught woman sought assistance in the absence of her husband, Willard, who we met near the Broken Crown blockade outside the city. Lacking the prerequisite pass and learning of our association with Willard, Lauren implored us to help ward off some members of the Gentle Void who had taken up residence in her home. We deemed splitting up to be the best course of action. Sephira, Orba, Graven would head to Lauren's house, and with a crafty magical disguise, attempt to scare off the occupying thugs. Bizarre and Erland would prepare for the Mollifer tasting, buying Erland an elegant ensemble from the lightest stitch, and retrieving an invitation from Bizarre's room at Fable's Repose. At 33C in the Rose District, the gentle void awaited Lauren's return in the backyard, seemingly up to something and perturbed at the appearance of uninvited guests. Their leader, Carradine, was unfazed by our intimidation tactics, but with his men less keen to engage us, he agreed to a 24-hour reprieve in exchange for Graven's hand-marked parchment that he acquired from Jillian's lockbox days prior, day and a half prior. Lauren made plans to escape during this time and promised that after she had left, anything in the house was ours to investigate or salvage. Before reconvening with the others, Erlen did some additional digging at the library and attempted to access the deceased Administrator administrator Fissard's body, currently resting in Chupa Hall. He was rebuffed and heading back to the dancing clan, passed by Sephira, who came to postpone her evening plans with Steve. (laughs) Steve! (laughs) In this time... Graven and Orva made their way to the FBC command center, where Graven inquired about any available bounties or open contracts. Making note of what they had on file, the time had finally come to meet Robert at the Orinchupa stables. Equipment stowed, emergency safe words settled upon, and attendees washed. We divided up and set out for the Mullifer estate. Arriving at the estate in the evening, Sephira and Orva took up positions serving wine and appetizers while Graven kept a manual labor in the kitchens. As Bizarra and Erland were just beginning to get their bearings among the invited guests, Cressamir Mullifer himself appeared for an introduction and some opening remarks. We learned that the dead man we found in the grotto was a friend of Mr. Mullifer's, 
and that his daughter had recently gone missing. And with his words hanging in the air, we turned our attention back to the party. When or if we are able to locate Armand Valliard, what would he have to say about Jillian's disappearance? Will Bazaar be able to find a lead to the first piece of her dangerous puzzle? And how much cheese is Graven truly capable of lifting? <laughs> we find out now on Chapter 7 of The Peak Beneath the Veil. Samir Molifer retreating from his post on the mezzanine above. The atmosphere reverts back to its previously lively state. The musicians pick up their instruments and begin to play. The sommeliers return to their posts. And the dresses and the robes of Antisuyu's finest swish and shimmer as they scuttle across the marble floor from click to click. We start first back in the kitchens. The formal arrival of the Molifers having signaled an uptick in the intensity in the production. A line of laborers is hard at work, sort of slicing fruits and cheeses, handing them off to be arranged with a medley of nuts. And a pair of wood-burning ovens keep the area very warm, smelling of fresh-baked bread. A few unlucky hands are hauling wine barrels up a stone staircase that they've, they're leading down to presumably a sort of storage cellar for the wine. Graven's been put to work changing out cauldrons above sort of an open fire with a stone ventilation shaft. Normally a painstaking two or three person job, but the Kaliah sort of performs it with ease, sort of <laughs> and setting them down. You've been paired with a middle-aged man who's there sort of stirring the pot, occasionally adding things, black pepper, ginger, saffron, seems to be sort of meaty stew that he's cooking up. And he stirs, sitting next to you. A couple of more minutes, and we can change this one out. Smells good. He speaks. Oh. You were quiet earlier, but I get it. I don't mind. Don't mind a quiet assistant. Before I worked for Mr. Mollifair, I was a kitchen hand for Lord Ramy Purinoy at his castle south of Dillasoon, near the Wixom Mountains. There was a cook there who was prone to rambling, couldn't help himself. One day, he was flapping his gums, and he caught Mr. Purinoy in a bad mood, and his lordship tossed him into the cauldron that I was washing. Told me to keep stirring lest I join him. Screams were terrible, but a good bit of cumin covered up the smell nicely. Ever since then, uh, I don't mind a quiet assistant. He kind of goes back, stirring for a moment. This one's ready. We can swap them out. Those two. Sort of hands you the iron sort of rail that's above it. It has sort of thing wrapped around it so it doesn't burn your hands. And lift it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, your friends here uh, just looking for work? Is that what it was? I get it. I'm on sort of a temporary staff, but they keep me here. I do what I can. Pretty good pay as far as kitchen work goes. What do you do when you're not here? Hunt. Mm. Hunt. <laughs> the sport, uh, monsters, creatures. A little more. Oh. It's impressive. And he goes back to stirring <laughs> a little bit. Sort of have a moment with him as the bustle of the kitchen sort of swirls around you. You make a history check for me also. 
of having heard the name of <clears throat> Raimi Piranai. Fourteen. You recall that the Goliath clans in the Wixom Mountains that you're decently familiar with, they'd often trade with Lord Piranoi's castle. It was a fairly well-known, large castle at the base of the mountains. And they would typically trade sort of hunted animal parts, horns, furs, meat, with the castle, and he would provide them with Smith things, armor, weapons, or Smith goods that they they had this sort of mutual exchange, sort of uneasy alliance because usually the Goliath tribes don't like when human settlements are so close to their places of you know where they live. So they had this sort of uneasy alliance with him, and you would know that sort of the history of the Goliath tribes. Up there. And this guy said he used to he used to work at that castle. Yes, at his castle. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um, do you? Uh, Still have any connections with uh, anyone in the Wix Mountains? Well, uh, I imagine a couple of my friends are still working at the castle, but I had to make up an excuse for why I had to leave because Lord Piranoi doesn't like change. But I told him that my wife gave birth down here. I don't have a wife or a kid, but seemed to do the trick, caught him on a good day. You ever been up there? Many years ago, oh. yes. You hunt up there? I have. You might have traded with Lord Piranoi, perhaps. You traded with a lot of the Goliaths up there. Uh, traded with many people. Mm -hmm. I don't recall if I traded with Piranoi. Mm -hmm. He's a tricky one sometimes. Doesn't always like to make an appearance. A bit of a hermit. Stays inside the castle. But sends people out. Maybe you met with some of his men. He is well known in those parts. Up north, yeah. Down here, you don't hear his name as much. He doesn't fancy himself a politician or nothing, so his name doesn't get out, but if you live up there, you'd know him. Hmm. He kind of goes back to Stern. And we go over to... Sorry. <laughs> While I make, find it. We go over to the estate floor where Saphir travels from group to group, offering pours of the Mollifer S to any interested parties. And you've got the bottle, and it's sort of near empty, and you begin to head back to the kitchen, maybe to get a refill or exchange it out for a different duty. And in doing so, you walk by a crowd of seven or eight people. And you're sort of walking by, and they're standing here. And one man, a tiefling, moves to separate himself from the group, and as he does so, his tail kind of gets caught on a portion of his robe, and he trips and stumbles back, and he stumbles back into you. And make a dexterity saving throw for me as he bumps back into you. Oh, that one. <laughs> so as he bumps into you, you lose the grip on the bottle, and it kind of... And there's a lot of liquid in it, but it kind of breaks on the floor. Okay. You see a few heads kind of turn, and some of the staff sort of waits in anticipation. But the party resumes, I mean, not unheard of for them. And one of the men, uh, the sort of shy man who originally taught you the details of the wine sort of comes over quickly and he's got kind of a broom and, and a towel and he's like, don't, just sweep Sweet. it up quick. Yeah, okay. And you start to sweep it up and he's, yeah. he's kind of collecting the glass pieces as, um, and as you guys are doing this, the tiefling who bumped into you turns around. I am so sorry, entirely my fault. You must forgive me. No, not at all. Uh, 
I am the one begging my husband to accept the invitation this year. And yet it is me who can barely maneuver in anything more than commoner's clothes. <laughs> well, my husband is the epitome of grace. Now tell me, where is the justice in that? Uh, please, um, and he picks up an empty wine glass that's sort of on a table. Is there another bottle, a, a glass of wine? And the shy sort of sommelier mm -hmm. takes his bottle that he was holding and gives it to you. And he starts to collect the glass and he takes it back to the kitchen. So he leaves you there with the tiefling. What does it say? It's the same thing. It's the mole of oh. <laughs> 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 Which one is it? Yeah. Yes, Would you like to try the uh, special? Yes, please. Sure. And you pour a little bit of it. I am afraid the complexities are lost on me, but, uh, but do stay and have a chat. I could use a break from embarrassing myself in front of others. Oh, I'm sure you haven't embarrassed yourself. <laughs> well, uh, are you a full-time employee at the Mullifair Estate? No, I'm new. Um, actually, tonight's my first night. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> ah, Sorry you. to disturb you in your work. No, not at all. So, uh, can you tell me a little about it? I'm afraid <laughs> I, I won't know much, but... Uh, Sure. Um, it has bold tannins, mm. a long finish, and he notes starts of, to sniff it as you're talking. Notes of cherry and cedar. Oh, yes, it means takes a little. I can taste the cherries. <laughs> right. A, a glass, please. Sure. Begin to pour. <sighs> I'm afraid uh, my peers are not so interested in what I have to say today. It's a little ah. uh, causing me much anxiety. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yes. I've developed a uh, new method of transferring messages across long distances. Oh. And uh, some people who have a stake in the courier business not interested in giving over a piece of that pie. Sure. So, uh, but I'm, I'm sure I will find some people. May I ask, uh, what's the method? Uh, it's based on the spell sending. Anyone who is a, a powerful wizard knows the spell. You can send a message a great distance. But for commoners and poor people, it's very expensive. Mm. You have to find someone to do it for you. So we've developed a method to infuse a crystal with the ability to send a spell. So anyone can touch the crystal and send a message a very long distance. Wow. It's expensive to implement in a city, but once you have it there, you charge a very small fee for every person who uses it. It's very profitable. Sounds fascinating. Yes, well, you're far more interested than them, I assure you. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I think it's their loss. Well, I hope so. We're plenty more people to meet here tonight. Absolutely. And as you're having this discussion, another man walks over to join you. Mm -hmm. A shaved head, white goatee, and he's got a long black vest that extends down past his waist. He's got silver buckles across the chest and a fine white tunic underneath. And a couple of rings on both hands are set with small purple stones that you see very clearly as he raises his hand and sort of places it gently on the shoulder of the tiefling man that you've been speaking to. Wine must be excellent that you would hold this poor girl hostage while she's trying to do her job. And he takes the wine glass out of the man's hand and takes a little sip. Black cherry. Currants. Cedar. It's good. I think I prefer the old glory. And he hands it back to the man. This lady was merely providing me respite from those thoroughly unimpressed by my proposals. Well, the night is young. If you don't mind me saying, you don't hold yourself like a sommelier. You hold yourself more like a soldier. Would I be incorrect in assuming you've had some military training? I'm just new. <laughs> my mistake. 
You'll have to excuse my husband, Raymond. He was once a highly decorated officer of the Fleet of the Broken Crown, so he sees the service everywhere he goes. Right. I am very proud, but also very thankful that we have begun this new chapter together. As am I. I'm kind of scanning the room just like to see if anyone else needs some wine. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's people that are kind of looking around, glasses that are low. I'm trying to broadcast to them a little bit that, like, I'm still working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, please, sorry to interrupt. Uh, perhaps if you come out with another variety of wine, you can come by and let Absolutely. us have a taste. I will. Thank nice you. to meet you. You as well. Enjoy the night. Thank you. Well, I was turn and walk away. And we turn over to Bizarra. <laughs> we move closer to the drawing room, where Bizarra is moving amongst the guests, glass of wine in hand. And as you pass a small seating area, you make eye contact with a woman who makes a polite smile and kind of waves you over, motions to a seat in front of her. Thank you. Darling, you look a bit lost. Would you care to sit for a moment? Sure. <laughs> I was just commenting to my associate that it's wonderful to see such diversity here at the estate. There hasn't been a halfling here since, well, old Lanford Rolf passed away. <laughs> oh, isn't that charming for you to say? <laughs> yes, well, I just love meeting new kinds of people. Mm-hmm. We are an interesting kind of people. <laughs> I didn't mean to suggest, merely that it's out of the ordinary. No problem, Mum. <laughs> I'm Iris. Iris. And this is Edgar, my associate. Oh, it's nice to meet you both. What sort of Who business? are you here with, if I can ask? Oh, I've just come myself. Oh, wow. You must uh, know someone to have received an invitation. Oh, an old friend, it's uh, not worth talking. Goes back a long way, I'm sure. Of course. Doesn't it always? And what sort of business do you tend to? Uh, mostly leasings. Mm -hmm. I run a number of timber and ore leases, which is fairly profitable if you sell to the military, which we've managed to procure a couple of contracts in that nature. Well, look at you. Yes. That's quite impressive. And can you tell me a little bit about what you do? I'm sort of a jack-of-all-trades, I guess you could say. I dibble and dabble in many sorts of work. Give me an example. <laughs> well, um, let's see, I recently tended to a battle, actually. Oh. Yes, I... You fight or um, you military strategy? A little of both. Oh. Um, although my size is quite... Not that impressive. I am very good with the flail. I believe that. You should speak to uh, Raymond Mass if he's here and a uh, former member of the Broken Crown. I'm sure he would love to talk about military stratagems and the like. I'll have to seek him out. Not an area that I'm particularly well-versed in. I would love to hear more about the, the real estate dealings that you deal with. I, I am not quite uh, familiar with those. Oh, uh, not so much real estate. Um, renting out access to mining equipment, um, timber areas. Real estate's more sort of Ramsey Brandt's area of expertise, although we do work together quite oh, often. Oh, you do? Yes. I've heard of him. I hear he's also quite impressive. Lovely man. I don't believe he's arrived yet, but mm. um, yes, we, we, we come to work together a number of times. That's interesting. If a piece of land of his uh, contains a good 
spot for ore, a mountain range of that kind, forestation. He comes to me and I rent out those services. Very nice. Do you ever have um, need for any more extra help in your mining services? You're a miner as well? I can pick up the skills. Oh. What would you say your strengths are, just if one were interested in your variety of services? Well, I'm very strong. I'm little, so I can fit into the crevices for you. Um, I imagine there's some market for that. Uh, (laughs) Not in my line. Sometimes uh, multiple people will be interested in one of my leases, and there will be a bit of a bidding war, which is always beneficial to me. Of course. Sometimes I'm looking for... uh, mediators to make sure that these things run smoothly because it's quite a bit of money as you can imagine i could see that so sometimes if one feels that they've made the best offer and i feel like i've changed my mind you need someone to step in to mediate yes (laughs) well i have run with a very intricate group of fellows and uh i am very good at staying neutral that is good to hear i i do prefer to work with people that i've never worked with before so as to avoid the appearance of influence and grief. I see, I see. Could you possibly uh, consider me for those roles? I think that's possible. Here's a fun activity. Mm. I'm going to say a word or phrase, and you just say the first thing that pops into your head. (laughs) I find that this helps me get a sense of whether the person I'm talking to is compatible with me on certain levels. I see. I'm quite sharp, so this should be fun. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Edgar, why don't you find us a couple of those nice appetizers that are going around? And he sort of nods. If you have anything spicy, I enjoy. And he sort of gives you a short bow. Here's the first word. Contract. Deal. Local law enforcement. (laughs) Brutality. Mm, It often can be. (laughs) Applying pressure. Influence. Mm. I think that we should have a longer discussion. I think I'm going to rent a private room, and perhaps Edgar will find you when the time is right. Perfect. Better to discuss these things in private rather than out in the open. Right. You never know who's listening. Oh, yes. In this place, I think the walls have ears. Yes. Mr. Mullifair <laughs> does like to know what's going on, and she kind of looks up at some lining the mezzanine or, you know, a number of guards that are sort of keeping an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Well, lovely to meet you, and I'll, um, I'll have Edgar find you when the time is right. Of course. Hey, Iris. Yes. What? sort of exchange happens for your mediators? Well, um, that might be something we discuss in private. I see. Thank you. Of course. Lovely to have met you. Yes. And she gives sort of a nice, polite, deep bow as she gets up. And I take my frock and I whip it. Give it a little... (laughs) She's very impressed. (laughs) And she finds a way. And we move over to Erland. Erlen stands, wine in hand, some 15 feet from Samuel Precus, his intended mark before the arrival of the Mollifers. 
And this is all sort of happening relatively simultaneously as we're bouncing around. These things are happening kind of sequentially. And Samuel stands in a group of five, the, the man that's been pointed out to you as Samuel, three humans and two elves. And while his peers seem to be locked into a sort of very spirited discussion, Samuel himself is sort of meeting the minimum level of interest. He's got a kind of flat smile, and he politely nods, frequent swigs of wine. He sort of take, <laughs> drops one wine glass down and picks up another one as it's coming by. Are you getting a little closer to the group? Um, is uh, is there a human woman who might perhaps be his wife near there him is. as well? Yes. There's a couple people in the group. And, and so she, but they're all... Yes, like, five people kind of in a circle talking. But he's off by himself. So he's not like... No, no, the five of them are kind of in a circle yeah, talking. Yeah. He's just not paying much yeah. attention. Um, yeah, I, I proceed sort of slowly and casually. You get a little closer. You can start to hear some of the conversation as it's happening. That Ambrosine has truly transformed the political landscape in the clans north of Dillasun. Unprecedented unification. She may be the key to a civilized society up there. A fascinating figure. Perhaps a worthy subject for a book, so that those in the south can learn of her impressive contributions. And you can see them all kind of look to Samuel, and he doesn't respond, and you can see the human woman standing next to him give him, like, a little nudge. A fascinating figure, that Ambrosine. Wouldn't you agree, darling? And he sort of looks around at the group. <laughs> um, yes. Fascinating. It's fascinating how her bannermen carry the bloody, severed heads of slain clan leaders atop their military standards. And when the flesh rots away so as to make them unrecognizable. It's fascinating how she tosses the skulls into a glass war chest that her newly captured slaves are forced to ferry from town to town. And you see these sort of horrified faces of everyone in the group reacting to this information, except for his, presumably his wife, sort of stifling an amused grin, sort of knowing Samuel. If you'll excuse me, and he excuses himself from the group and grabs another glass of wine yeah. as he's sort of headed away. And he begins to walk in that direction, sort of away from you, but oh, uh, then, but you can follow him. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, sure. I can follow him. Are you follow him? Not like in a creepy, like in a... Sure. Sure. <laughs> are you going up to talk to him? Or yeah, just, I'm going yeah, to go really up and speak to him. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, he's like standing there. He sort of, he grabs a, someone on the sound as he's walking by, he kind of grabs the bottle as it's going by and pours it and hands it back. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to sort of go up to him as he's walking away. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you enjoyed my book. Um, it's not at all what I was going to say, actually. Oh. Well, um, since I don't know you, why don't you just skip to the part where you tell me who you're shilling for, and I can tell you I'm already in the middle of another book. Oh. Which will be a lie, but we'll politely go our separate ways. I was simply... <laughs> I couldn't help but overhear the conversation and couldn't help but notice that... You might like these sort of parties as much as I do. Yes, well, unnecessary evil, I'm afraid. In terms of m marketing your, your books, or...? Yes, and publication across the entire continent is a pricey proposition. Understandable. I'm myself um, an intellectual as well and find these sort of extroverted um, parties a little dim sometimes. Excellent. I love other... Intellectuals. We always get along swimmingly. <laughs> I understand. Is, um, may I ask, is that, uh, are those friends of yours or new acquaintances? 
One of them is my wife, who I love. <laughs> and the other ones are just a few people that we've seen here last year who came over to bother me extensively, <laughs> knowing that I could not possibly get away because I wouldn't have an excuse. What is it that you, uh, what sort of social events do you enjoy, then, Mr. Precus? I like sitting at home with a nice fire going. That's what I enjoy. And where is home for you? I live in Orangeupa, sadly. <laughs> Place is a stinking filth pile, but there are a lot of people there, and my business is people. Can't you tell I'm a people person? Well, <laughs> I assume authors must draw from something. I know not of writing itself. Yes, well, I've had the fortune and misfortune of having a number of well-selling books, which makes people interested in me because they think I'm going to write about whatever they want me to write about. Do you... I don't know you... Forgive me, I don't know your work. You write... Is it fiction or is it non-fiction? Is it just... I write historical fiction? books. Are they mostly just... about figures in history. Historical fictions or... No. Just... Historical accounts. Ah. You may have heard of my most popular work, Ranked and Filed, Auntie Suyu's Influentials. It's a list of the most important people on the continent. Of course, as you can imagine, people don't take kindly to being ranked number nothing, perhaps. Not uh, even making the book. I assume that made you a great deal of enemies. Mm, well, perhaps friends in the making, if they're willing to bribe me. I've never accepted a bribe. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, little, the wine has me a little slow-witted. Yes, well, I've been on a mission to find the one variety of white. I find it gives me less of a hangover. Oh, I find the exact opposite. Which is the variety of white that you would recommend? It's called Ode to Grimari. Oh. Him and Mr. Mollifair were old friends, so he gets a bottle of wine named after him. Is Grimari, uh, here? Here? Nobody's seen Grimari in a long time. That's what I heard. Yeah. My, uh, father was, um, quite the collector of scientific tomes, and... Uh, we had a number of Grimari's books, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I heard that he had a f sort of a falling from grace of some sort. Yes, Rugeni's uh, fall from grace is rather well documented. Not something that I need to write about, because there are whispers of it everywhere. I wasn't insinuating that you ought to write about it. Um, you wouldn't be the first. Do you, do you, uh, do you like Mr. Mollifair himself? He seems fine. I don't talk to him very much. If I may ask, are, is the wine tasting always as eventful as it seems to be this year with the horrible announcements? <laughs> Mr. Mollifair always has a few things to say. So far, that seems fairly uneventful. I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, just the, the, an, the announcements that he made prior to the start of the party seemed very uh, heavy. I had heard already that his daughter had gone missing. Hmm. As far as the death in the grotto, well... We're all waiting to hear what Polnick says after his investigation. I, I noticed that um, the room sort of chuckled when, the, when he mentioned the local authorities. Why is that? I'm new to Orange Well, the wealthy have a way of getting things done, and the locals have a way of getting things done, and those things don't always match up. Uh, if, if I may ask, how do they differ? Is the local authorities not good? Are they not trustworthy here? Some corruption has been noted, but even not considering that, Urinchupa fancies itself a neutral city, so they have a decreased presence of militia and police kind of activity, 
which makes solving real crimes very difficult. Uh, what kind of corrupt is it in the local militia with... Before Polnick came in, it was a real problem. Since then, Polnick supposedly has pulled them up out of the gutters, but that remains to be seen for a lot of people. Where did Polnick uh, sit in your list of influential people? A local lawman that mostly follows by the rules does not make the book. I heard... I heard some whisperings this at the local pub that Polnick was a man not to be trusted, that he himself had been involved in some controversies. I heard that as a young lad he found himself in trouble, but as far as being corrupt, nothing of the sort. What sort of trouble? Got in trouble in fights. Ah. Uh, you know, what, a typical what, young, what young lad stuff. has it. <laughs> Of course, most young lads don't kill people when they get into fights. Oh. And he takes a <laughs> big swig of wine and places the empty glass kind of down. Was that about Polnick or about you? Polnick. <laughs> I'm not really the fighting type. Ah, uh, writers rarely are, I suppose. Um, the Pie... Pie was the daughter's name? Yes. Um, who is... I'd never heard of any of Molifer's heirs before. He looks around, kind of looking up at some of the mezzanines. Oh, is that a And he touchy? kind of leans in a little bit. I'm not known for holding my tongue, but in regards to the Molifer family, I think I'd better not say my piece. Understood. Um, what do you, is there anything about this party that you do enjoy? Uh, any, anyone interesting? Yeah, there's one thing I enjoy about it. <laughs> Leaving? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I, can I, like, see them having this conversation? You're kind of making the rounds, yeah, you could okay. see them potentially talking. Um, can I walk... Walk by sure, to yeah. see that he does. He have like an empty glass. Or, yeah, yeah he's, he's polished off the glass. Yeah. That I mean, he had a glass, but he kind of finished that. He kind of tossed it at a table that was nearby. Okay, I'm gonna kind of walk by. Molifes. <sighs> it's not the white, but it'll do. And he takes a glass and holds it out. And I'm gonna pour him just a generous. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, is this conversation going to last much longer? Ah. I see. Um, it need not. Uh, I, I wish you. I wish you luck in your um, in your mingling this evening. Thanks. And uh, if you see Gramari, since you seem so interested, tell him I said hi. Oh, your friends? <laughs> I wouldn't call us friends. Enemies? No, I wouldn't call us that either. We did a number of lectures together at the halls of transmutation back in the day. Ah. Uh, lovely. I. I have no reason why I would ever think I would see this very famous man, but if I do... I can't imagine you would. They say he's quite hidden away at this point. Ah, do you know where? There's rumors. (laughs) And I hear things. I'm not gonna say that you should hold me to it, but the last I heard, he had retreated to Finlock Forest to hide his shame. Stupid coward. <laughs> that was some time ago, admittedly. Um, well, I won't keep you much longer. Um, Excellent. Have a lovely evening. You too. I pray it's short. And he makes his way. The two of you are there, if you'd yeah. like to have a moment before we move. Little friends? Yeah, Christ. Love some. I'll just... Um, 
Tell me about it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Oh, that was the famous writer um, Samuel Preakis. Seemed grumpy. Yes, most writers are, I assume. Yeah. And I'm just kind of looking around, like, I'm kind of dreading going back to, like, the... <laughs> where I have to, like, do the smiling thing. Top of the glass, please, ma'am. After we get out of here, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. <laughs> and I'm just going to... I look forward to I'm just going to walk away. away. <laughs> I, that's I'm pissing off too much. He turns <laughs> and walks away. And we move over to sort of the rearranged mm. dining room area. Where Orbo was in the middle of shadowing some of the male elves as you were sort of moving mm-hmm. before Cressemere came out to speak. Currently, one of them is making it very easy, sort of stuffing his face with appetizers from the tray and conversing with another guest. Mm-hmm. I have been away from civilization for far too long. The North just doesn't agree with me, Orflate. When Cressemere sent us up there, I thought we'd be gone for six months, tops. But the whole situation is a mess. A sanctioned port means wealth and commerce. You'd think they know that. And the other man kind of, mm-hmm, yes, yes. <laughs> but no, they value their freedom. Freedom to be ignorant, I suppose. You know, they say you can tell a northerner by the high arches in their feet, warped over the years from cowering in the corner. <laughs> Young lady, let's have a look at your feet. I bet I can tell where you're from at a glance. Silently just... Sort of hold your feet out a little bit. Hmm. Straight and long, near white complexion. Harkens back to the tiefling factions of Grand Prasada. Of course, if you were from Grand Prasada, I doubt you'd be serving food. (laughs) Do me a favor and return when you've acquired a new plate of cheeses. And he takes sort of the last (laughs) remaining pieces off of your tray. (laughs) The bows and retreats. And as you remove yourself from this conversation, one of the kitchen hands sort of scuttles up to you and finds you on the floor, cl- very close and talking quietly. You're the one who arrived with the mute, correct? Mm. We need some help bringing things up from the cellar, and we could use someone a little more used to communicating with the Goliath. Do you mind? No, not at all. And he heads back to the kitchen, sort of leading you back, mm-hmm. where Graven <clears throat> is... Busy moving another pot. He's still sort of with the same guy that he's been working. They've moved a few things as they've poured soup into bowls and arranged them on a tray. And he gets the attention of a few men that are around the kitchen in this area. Anora, uh, Tresha, Gordon, Taruka, Alan, and... What's your friend's name? Google. Google. Okay, we've been told to bring out the Grimari, so we're going to go in shifts down to the storage cellars, and we're going to start bringing it up. Uh, Taruka, why don't you take these two, and Anora, Tresha, Gordon, Alan, you come with me. And Taruka, who's leading the two of you, sort of makes a grunt, <laughs> sort of motions. And they lead you down off of the kitchen. There's a sort of stone stairway that opens up into a larger hallway lit by oil lanterns, and it's cool and damp down here. And from where you stand, you can see a number of stone archways leading to storage chambers that have wine barrels sort of up, and you can see a couple of men are already beginning to sort of pull them off the shelf and sort of laying them down to be carted back up. And Taruka gives you guys a motions down the hall. And he heads down a little bit to another sort of archway that has a door, and he opens up the iron door and leads you into another room that has a few laborers in it as well. And it looks like this area serves a sort of dual purpose as both a storage area and 
lodging for some of the permanent staff. You can see a number of cots on the far wall sort of set up that some of the permanent kitchen staff or people in the house sort of stay down here in this cool basement area. Mm -hmm. And there's an older man sitting at a desk who seems to be marking down. He's tracking things. He's sort of looking, maybe how many wine barrels have been taken down, exchanged. And Taruko points sort of a fat finger at one of the barrels and grunts sort of a, one of the wine barrels that's up there. And he sort of gives you a little push and points. And he proceeds towards the man at the desk and the two of them sort of look like they're having a quiet conversation. And then you hear the older man exclaim, Idiot, we don't need any more, send them away. And as he says this, he turns to look at you having just entered and his eyes immediately meet that of Graven's. The thin fingers, withered features in his face, the face of Winston Muldoon. And he looks at you for a moment and locks eyes with you. Lock it down! And in an instant, the room begins to blur a little bit. The men in the room start to blur, as if you've kind of crossed your eyes, but the room remains in focus. And there's sort of a flickering until their form changes from men to gnolls. Oh, and they begin to gnash their teeth and encroach. And I need you guys to both roll initiative. Oh, no! <laughs> and Orba, before you roll initiative, um, roll an arcana check. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Uh, 15? 15. You're able to identify, as this is all sort of happening, the effects of what's called seeming. It's a spell. Seeming. It's basically like disguise self, but you can cast it on others. Okay. So someone has disguised these gnolls as humans. And I'm sorry, how many were there? There were four gnolls, plus Plus Winston. Winston. Okay. This is in the Winston. cellars of yes. Winston? That's, that's, the dude you, you threatened picked him up. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, not good. He recognized good, you. Was, of course. Wait, oh, yeah, because yeah, I barely, like, talked to him. Yes. Right? Okay, got it, got it, got it. Oh, my God. So, okay. uh, can you grab oh, yes. that board for Jordan now? The, the nervous guy who had the chest. Oh, boy, uh, boy, 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 boy. From, yes. like, from like episode thing. two. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, God. Winston. I knew he was bad. Yes. <laughs> um, and write them number as well, just because yeah, last yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cracking up because they're really doing that. 17. That's good because I did not do well. What'd you get? Five. Five. Okay. 17 Graven. Uh, Matthew? Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'll roll for them now. Oh, oh, I have a very important message, so I can't go to Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have a meeting in a sign. Yeah. The gnolls are 21. I have a meeting in I put Raven at the top like an idiot. Wait, 21 gnolls? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, shit. I'm so bad. 15 for Winston. Well 15 Winston. Winston's fine too. And 17. I mean, anyone in there enters Google. combat, even if it's not necessarily fighting, you don't Google know for gets sure. In 17. All right. All right. So you guys have got your, you guys have got your numbers there. Came yeah. Out. Yes. Great. Uh, we're gonna head back upstairs first before oh, we jump in here. Oh no. Um, oh. And we're going to head back over to Erlen's kind of making his round. Where have you sort of headed after talking with Samuel? Um, are there... I, I, the two of you kind of cross paths. And one, you've sort of both left you from Iris, you from Samuel, and sort of crossing in the general area together. Hello, sir. Ah, hello. How's your night going? Ah, so far, so good. Great. I'm... Do you need any assistance in any way for anything? Not yet. 
So far, so good. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. And you walk, continue by. Sweet cash. I'd like to. Is there anyone who's not like, um, like actively engaged in a conversation who perhaps seems to be like sort of by themselves? Probably a few. I mean, there's quite a few people here. What kind of person are you looking for? I'm I'm looking for someone who's like, um, who seems like not like engaged or doesn't seem like maybe doesn't want to. Sure, want to be there. Make an investigation check. Yeah, yeah. Like that person at the party who's like, right. eh. Sure. The person at the party is looking for the dog. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. You look around and a couple people catch your eye. There's sort of one man that's sort of seems in a sort of seated area that a couple of people have just gotten up and moved away, and he's kind of sitting there politely. And then you see sort of closer back towards the kitchens, someone had just sort of exchanged their wine glass with one of the kitchen staff, and it's sort of... Seems sort of idly, it's a, um, a tiefling woman. So there's a tiefling woman and a human man that both seem like they've just sort of disengaged from their respective groups. Oh, cool. Let's go up to the tiefling woman. Sure, you head towards the tiefling woman. And as you're walking over there, you're intercepted. <laughs> by a tall tiefling man with dark red skin. And he has meticulously groomed facial hair framed by several jeweled necklaces hanging along his black silk shirt. Excuse me. Would you like to see a party trick? It's a very good one. Always very popular with the guests. What sort of party trick? I think you'll like it. Observe. And he holds his hands up. <laughs> and he like holds his hand in front of his face and turns it into one finger. And then he starts to point around the room. Crenshaw aunt. Seth Ackley, Delilah Winters, Annabelle Audrey, Simone Kay, Radcliffe Amory, Dominic Kestrel, Iris Isaiah, Eliana Bertilio, Roger Adello, Beckett Corinne, and... Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't seem to know who you are. <clears throat> Would you care to remedy that? Jamie. Jamie Fultash. Jamie. It's lovely to meet you. Yes, and you are? Armand. Ah. Armand Valier. It's lovely to meet you, Armand. Uh, what brings you to this? Seems you know everyone here, so oh, I assume you've been coming here for quite some time. I am always here. <laughs> Are you from Orangeuba? No. Mukmu is oh. where I call home, but anywhere where people are, you can usually find me. Exciting skill to have. Mm-hmm. And what is it you do in Mokmo? Oh, if it was important to you, you would know. Ah. And what brings you over to me in this particular party? I find that people always come here for a reason. Hmm. And I haven't quite figured out what your reason is, given that I don't know who you are, which I find terribly unusual. And what is your reason for being here, Mr. Valiant? I'm always here to meet someone new, so you can imagine my excitement. Seems like I have become your reason for being here. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? I sort of look uh, up at the sort of second level, and sort of say, um, do they always watch so closely? Mr. Molifer is 
Paranoid's not the right word. Observant. And how does that make work for you, given the field you seem to insinuate being in? Mr. Mollifer and I work together on occasion, so I am allowed to come and go as needed. You do seem like the kind of person where information and who has information is rather important. And I assume a great many eyes in this room can sometimes make that difficult. I find the same. However, people mostly know not to keep eyes on me. Ah, a lucky privilege to have. Something I've picked up over the years. And a lucky privilege indeed. Mm. I am new to Arnshupa, and I suppose have a great many questions about how this event runs normally. It seems, um, it seems like there are a great many problems that the Molifers are dealing with at this precise moment. Yes, well, they have their own agenda. Most people here have an agenda, I find. Some less open about it than others. You strike me as someone who is less open about it than others. Do you... I sort of... I hesitate to ask if you knew of the things prior, but I assume you knew about the events prior. I did. Pi had gone missing a couple of days ago. And as for the light whistle, well, I heard it only shortly before Mr. Mullifair did. Did you know Light Whistle personally? I did. He has come before. What sort of person was he? The Light Whistles are judges. Ah. Grand Prasada's most famous family in the world of law. And what brought him to this, uh, an event of, I assume judges ought to be impartial. Yes, well the Grand Prasada judges make an exception for affairs in other countries that they don't have jurisdiction over. Do you have any idea what a very high-ranking Grand Prasada judge was doing in Oranchupa? In the Brick Rock Tunnels. Oh, in Brick Rock specifically? Yes. I imagine he was brought there not of his own volition. Hmm. Under whose volition? To be determined, I suppose. I think we should go ask Pulnik, don't you? <laughs> I'm getting the sense that this man, Pulnik, is uh, not popular in this room. <laughs> Pulnik doesn't have a lot of friends. If you've met the man, perhaps you know why. We've crossed paths. Mm. Um, Enough about me. Ah. Perhaps a little bit about you. Well, what would you like to know? Why are you here? I'm from the Kira mainland originally. Um, I have come to Oranchupa as a traveler. Why am I in Oranchupa or why am I at the wine tasting? What would you like to tell me? <laughs> well, and you have come a long way. I have. Anything I'd like to tell you, I think would probably be best to be said in a private room. Again, given the I don't have necessarily the um, 
carte blanche that you might. Mm. The dwarven guard, standing to the right of the stage, in front of an iron door, do you see him? And you look over to where the musicians are to the right, you see the dwarven man standing. Mm -hmm. Not one of Mr. Molofer's, one of mine. In a few minutes, (laughs) you're going to approach him, and he's going to ask you what wine you're drinking. And you will say, Eye of the Beholder, and he will let you pass. Moments later, I will meet you there, away from the prying eyes of the affair. I encourage you to quietly bring any of your companions along as well, so that I may meet them. Perhaps the halfling with a dress that looks like a bejeweled bedsheet, or even the other half-elf who wields a wine bottle as one would a cudgel. <laughs> other faces that I do not recognize. Oh my god. Um... That seems fair. When I see all three of you enter through the door, I will find you. I appreciate this courtesy. I know. I give him like a little bow. And he does the same, he moves away. The floor is yours. Um, I would like to continue to that. Is that sure, person the, the, still yeah, wall she's still, Yeah, she's still there. Um, the tiefling one. <clears throat> I approach the tiefling one. Hello. Hello. Busy this party, isn't it? Yes, uh, always is. What brings you here? Oh, well, my husband, Dmitri, is here. But what brings you here? Well, Dmitri wished to bring me, and so I am here. Mm. Sounds like you're having a lovely time then. Just a little nervous, I suppose. Oh, why is that? I'm merely a school teacher, mm. not accustomed to. Uh, Things like this. What does Dimitri do? Uh, Dimitri works for the government. Hmm. Is it, it, the Arnshupa uh, government? Yes, very good friend of First Select Duvin. Ah, yes, I'm new to Arnshupa myself. Yes, he's I mean, one of his council members. Um, uh, He'll have to go back uh, tonight very soon. They're picking a new administrator after the, de- the death of Fusar. They're picking this evening? Yes, that is my impression. My goodness. Uh, I heard about Fusad's untimely. Did you know Fusad well? I did. I'm shocked that what seems like such a simple fight could kill such a powerful man. I don't really know the details. Uh, um, can, can I ask a question about the mole affairs? Yes. I, I wouldn't say I know them as well as some, but sure. I... I just... I, I'd never heard of his daughter Pi before. Oh, um... I, I knew her. Why? It seems strange to me that the heir to such a powerful man would go essentially unmentioned. As um, Mr. Molifer said, there is some speculation that some of the northerners have kidnapped her in an effort to pressure him. Um, what was that, that northerner's name again? Uh, Cliff. Cliff Iron, Ironclad. Iron, Iron. Cloud, yeah. Um, who is this Cliff Ironclad that he mentioned? I know what my husband said, which is that he runs part of the Navikapura faction up there, and they're somewhat resistant to others coming in to further renovate, so civilize. I'm not sure what the right word is. Uh, that's understandable. Um, well, I. Did you 
oh, did you? I also, I was shocked to hear of, uh, there was a death in Brickrock of, of an Asimar. I hadn't heard you much did, about that. You didn't know. Well, I do hope you enjoy the party. Do you know something about that? No, I just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm new to town. Oh, yes. I, I was, and I, upon entering the party for the first time, I heard of a death and a kidnapping and much more active than the Kiral mainland. I suppose you're from very far away? Yes, yes. What brings you here? Ah, um, it's a little embarrassing. I'm an intellectual. I'm, Why would that be embarrassing? Uh, I'm a teacher. I, 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 that's actually true. Normally, when I'm talking, I'm used to talking to politicians and oh. famous people of the sort. I get nervous. Yes, sometimes. Simply an intellectual. I understand. Yes. Sometimes when someone asks me what I do, I just tell them who my husband is, and that that's enough. If only I had someone here with me who I could <laughs> deflect conversation towards. Yes. <laughs> um, have a lovely evening. You do as well. Um, I would like to now clock where Bazaar and Safira are. Sure, they're making their way around the party. Um, I'll go up to Bazaar first. Sure. He kind of finds you. You've been sort of milling a little bit, waiting for Edgar to come and receive you, and Erlen comes and finds you. Ah. Sir. Halfling. Um, I'm back. Yes. I... Are you busy at the moment? Not at the current moment, but I will be summoned shortly. Great. Um, very quietly. <laughs> uh, Mr. Armand Valiad has invited us into a back room together, and I think we ought to meet him. Would you like to come with me? Are you asking me or telling me? He told me to bring you, so... He knows who I am. He's on to us. I don't have much time, Erland. I have many things I need to attend to. Would you like to attend to... Five minutes would like to attend to something and then meet me over by the band? It's not quite on my time clock, Erland. This seems extremely Give me a moment, please. Stay here. And I go on. He stays put. <laughs> and I can go and see Edmund, like, by the advertiser. Edgar, uh, yeah, Edmund. Edgar. Edgar. Yeah, Edgar. Can I go over to him? Sure. Yeah. Sir Edgar? Not yet. I know. Just, when do you think, by any chance? I reserved it around 30 minutes. Okay. I'll meet you here in 30 minutes. I'll find you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I go back to Ireland. Ireland? Yes. Yes. You have me for 25 minutes. We could also just, I suppose I could go by myself. That sounds I'll like go a good idea. for 20 minutes. Mm. And at 20 minutes, I need to leave. Be back here by the 25 minute mark. All right. Busy day you're having. Um, I'd like to flag Safira down. Sure, she sees I'm you. resisting <laughs> I see she him. I see him flamboyantly waving at me and I'm glaring. I'm, I'm... You need all of us here, Erland. <laughs> I think that might be best. And uh, I'm, uh, are you getting desperate to try to. <laughs> I just say for it. Um... Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll walk over to him. Sir? So, 
there seems to be something wrong with your glass. Do you mind if I take it for a moment? Is this gonna get thrown in my face? No, no, just just for a moment, sir. I think we are slightly more. I'm um, looking around just to just signal to him that other people are watching. Please, sommelier. Sommelier. I'm just gonna take his glass. Can <laughs> I turn so. around for a second and just I just spit in his glass and then give it back to him? It's all right now. Great. Um, <laughs> put my glass down on my table. Um, if I could borrow you for a moment, sommelier, we have been our presence has been requested in a side room. It's true. Um, I'm looking around to try to see if people are noticing this conversation. Can I? There's a lot of sort of hubbub. No one's noticing this in particular. There's a lot of sommeliers sort of wandering around. Sort of. Um, what do you want? Uh, well, I'd love a glass of the. Um, I'd love a glass of wine first of all. And while you're pouring it to me, I'm going to tell you that I think that in five minutes you should meet me next to the band. Why? Um, I'd like to not explain. We don't that. know each other. I know. Just come by the band and. Yes. Yes? Why are you annoyed with me? I haven't done anything <laughs> to you. Why are you both crowding around me? We're not supposed to know each other. <clears throat> There's a man who would like to meet with us. Is this getting as obvious as it feels like it's getting? I mean, you guys are talking quietly, but okay, there's okay. a lot of people. Lot I mean, there's you know eighty relax. plus people in this room. Uh, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna start to walk away, and as I'm drinking my glass, I'm just gonna go Benji, 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 <laughs> and walk away. Uh, <laughs> it will only be twenty minutes. Maybe. I'm just gonna kind of like acknowledge, okay, and then are you following? Go back to kind of making rounds. Sure. I guess we're I, we're all going to the band now? Is that where we're going? Well, I said, I said five, so five minutes. Five minutes, okay, okay. Are you following Erland or are you staying? Erland, I'll go with you. Let's go. All right, well, five minutes you can, if you'd like to talk with anyone. Not now. I have a meeting later in a private room, Erland. I, I understand. What? Jamie, by the way, is my name. I don't know why you keep calling me this other silly name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I will be by the band in five I'm kinda, minutes. Can I just kind of start to make rounds by the yeah, band? Like, like, start to, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll be at the band in five minutes, and I will see you there. Guy walks up to Sophia and is kind of... Wine? Yes, it's more for S. Would you like a glass? Excellent, yes. Sure. Fruity? <laughs> yes, it has notes of cherry and cedar. And that's good. And he starts to drink it a little bit. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sure, and I stand close by. Yeah, you're close enough. Hello, Sam. Hello. You like fruity wines? Yes, I do. Do you have a problem with that? No, it's just an observation. What do you... What is your business? What is your business? <laughs> and he sort of gives you like a little bad wink. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going there. <sighs> First time here? <clears throat> no. You come often? It is my fifth year. Ooh, and I know. never leave without a date. <laughs> Aren't you just so <laughs> modest? <laughs> the night is young, but if I come by later, will you be at the band? <laughs> I may travel that way. What is your usual game plan to score all these dates? 
Well, I usually start talking about where I'm from. <laughs> so tell me, where are you from? See, I've got you interested. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yes, I'm putty in your hands, sir. <laughs> I find that is the case. <laughs> I'm from Kenda, capital city of Kahiro. Wow. My dad <laughs> is king of the militiamen there. Really? That would make you the prince. That would make me... They don't call me a prince, but I like that. You can call me prince. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Now, give me your first name. You may. Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Mm. Very, very. May I have the ladies? Bizarre. Mm, Bizarre. Very unique, very bizarre. <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> Never heard that one before. First time for everything. Oh. You're smart. So, are you um, thinking about taking over the militia? Well, when my daddy dies, when my daddy dies, <laughs> they come for me. <laughs> See? I see. You're planning on your daddy dying sometime soon? I hope so. That's interesting. Very sweet. What else do you like to do for fun? Hunt. Hunt? Mm Mm-hmm. I like to stop by the Fleet of the Broken Crown Command Center, see what they've got for me to fight. Strong. I am a excellent hunter. Hmm. And favorite creature to hunt down. Oh. Anything that a normal man couldn't take down by himself. That's my specialty. You find yourself extraordinary. I do. How about you? Oh, I'm quite amazing. No, I mean, do you find me extraordinary? <laughs> <laughs> I find you extra something. <laughs> so what do you do, madame? I dibble dabble many sorts of things. Dibble dabble? Quite the experience fighting. Oh, do you like to grapple? Or are you a weapons kind of gal? I've been known to use a flail once or twice. Impressive. Difficult to use a flail. Well, I am very skilled. Mm. Difficult to maneuver properly. Well, as you can see, I'm quite nimble. I find that your people often are. Yes. Can I see that this is happening to her? Yeah, I mean, she's okay. I'm just gonna kind of, kind of, kind of walk between the two of them and go, "What if I ask?" I'd love to. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> I believe she asked me. I'll, first. I'll pour her glass first, and then. Thank you. Yes. Would you like to hear a little bit about the wine? No, but you're here, so... It's old tannins. It has a long fish and loads of cherry and cedar. Mm. That was beautiful, Lisa. Thank you. And Erland, at the point, this point, is waiting over at the side of the... near where the band is. Oh, Mum, um, there was a, uh, a man over there who wanted me to pass on a message to um, meet him. 
Do you know who is here? I think she's in the middle of something. <laughs> was she? Well, I'm sorry to have interrupted. I'm sure it will only take a moment. I'll my friend. Mm-hmm. I will find you later. And he gives you kind of a dramatic bow. Why? Mm-hmm. One more question as I like to ask all my potential suitors. They always come back for one. kind of board games? Well, uh, I love good checkers and chess. I like a game of chess. Oh, do you? I find that uh, matching wits with someone across a chess board, you get to know them very well. I do have to agree with you on that point. <laughs> Maybe I'll find us a board. Mm. Reserve us a room, and we can have a game of chess. <laughs> I'll be intrigued to take on your opponent. I'll see you there. Be in He makes his way. Mm. And the three of you begin to sort of converge. And the dwarf is standing there, sort of with a, he's got a pike, kind of standing guard. Excuse me, Sam. Yes? Um, could we perhaps enter here this room? And he looks at the three of you. What kind of wine are you drinking? Ah, I have the hold. Very well. And he steps to the side and allows you through. Come on, friends. Thank you. Is, is the room down? empty? Is it's, it's a staircase. Oh, it's a staircase. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, as we're walking down the staircase, there's now this, there's some semblance of privacy. Yeah, I mean, you sort of shut the door behind you. There's an oil lantern, so it's I'm lit. I'm just going to take um, a long swig. Oh, as we're, it's like, oh good, you brought the wine. Um, yep. As we're walking down. I'll wash that I have. What are you? It's been, you estimate it's been about, you know, five to ten minutes since you I'm talked on, to Edgar. I'm on the clock. Um, uh, I'm invalid is perhaps on to us. What does that mean? It means that he knows you're nef- definitely not a sommelier. He still believes my name to be Jamie Fortash, and he knows that you also probably weren't invited. I was invited. Not I'm properly not invited. <laughs> I have a real invitation. That's my opinion of you is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to see my invitation, I will show him my invitation. He's not. He's not. He's skeptical of our presence here, and he asked me to bring you two into this room. I don't know why, This is where we die. This is, this is where we die. Potentially. As you guys are talking, you walk downstairs. I'll just tell you where. You get into what seems like a fairly simple lounge area. There's upholstered seats, a fur rug, and a number of glass cabinets that are displaying pieces of art, and there's some portraits on the walls. Marble busts, sort of carved wooden figurines, a number of collectible pieces. It seems like this room, he sort of masks a collection of little trinkets. Um, there's a wooden pipe on a display stand that looks fairly ornate and carved. There's a dented suit of armor that seems like it was from a time of old. A couple of other small things, glass, a uh, collection of marbles and shells in a little box on sort of a side table. Uh, Erland, make a history check for me. Nineteen. Nineteen. As you look around, you notice one of the portraits hanging on the walls. 
and you notice it because it also hung in Grimari's office back in the day. And it's a portrait of Odell Barnabas II. And he was a very highly regarded herbalist who taught at the Halls of Transmutation. But he was killed in the War of Giants in Antisuyu during the sort of turnover. And you also are able to identify, there's sort of a quad portrait. Uh, not you, actually. Uh, Bizarre, also make a history check for me. So you recognize the sort of, there's this one piece that's sort of four portraits next to each other, and you recognize these being from the region as the four pre-Pachacama kings. So before the war, there were these sort of four major kings that ruled sort of four sections of the continent, and you recognize them having sort of lived through that time, and their names were Namu, Gorart, G-O-R-A-R-T, Shandai, H S. H-A-N-D-A-I, Shandai, and Genix, J-E-N-N-I-X. These are the four major kings of Pachacama. So it seems like he's amassed a pretty impressive sort of collection of art that he's put together here in this room. Um, would this be a, would that portrait, um, I guess like in in this world, would that portrait be like one of a kind? Like that is the portrait that was hanging in Romari's office? Unlikely, yeah. It's probably, there were multiple, you recognize the man in the portrait. Oh, you're not, not like, you're not, it seems similar, but you're not like, that's the portrait okay, that was hanging cool, cool, in cool. his thing, for sure. Um, and uh, Armand's not there. There's no one in there. No, you I'm guys I'm kind of there. looking around the room, kind of scanning the walls and everything around just to see if there's anything that's like a secret door or like a weapon sure. or like yeah, I would, I would Make an investigation. Yeah. You can make one with advantage and take a look around. Um... Uh, um, 18. 18. On, as you enter, there's a wall on the left that's sort of a stone wall, and it seems like carved into it lightly is a door shape, okay. but it, maybe it's been filled in. Like, you press on it, and it doesn't okay. give in any way, but it seems like maybe there was a door there once, and it's been filled in since then, or... Are there any no. markings on it, anything like You don't that? see any markings, but the stone seems like slightly different coloration. Like, it seems like... Either one thing came first, either the door was filled in or... Yeah, and you know. I can I kind of really lean on it and try to... You, give, give me a strength check, yeah. Just uh, a straight... Give me an athletics check. Athletics? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 17. 17. I mean, you give it a good push and... Yeah, so I really... It, yeah, it doesn't give in any way that, right. that sort of gives it away. So, checking, like, listening to make sure that... Armin's not coming down the stairs or anything. You don't hear him um, coming down. So, the only thing he knows is that is that we uh, have never been here before, and we may slash probably are here under some. Why does he know that we're together? He, he seems to know a lot. He's. That's quite a bit more than we wanted anyone to know. Exactly. However, he doesn't know. He doesn't oh, know anything. He just knows something's amiss. I think we should probably... Something's he, amiss. He doesn't know anything He's about us. He's identified the three of us as companions. Yes. He knows that you're probably not who you say you are. He's I'm definitely not who I say I am. And why the hell is she here? I, I, I think... None, none of us belong here. Correct. That a question applies to all of us, but really. I think that what we ought to do 
is say that we were brought here by Jillian and we don't know where she is. Ooh, that Isn't that why we boss. needed to talk to him anyway? We weren't brought to this party by... What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Erlen kind of chokes on something. <laughs> uh, we weren't brought to this wine tasting by Jillian. We should not mention... Robert. I just think... I didn't say we should not mention... I'm just saying, we should say Jillian brought us here, and that's it, and we're looking for Jillian. I say we see what he asks first. First. But if he's going to ask... We're not going to volunteer any information unless he asks. The reason he... Yes. But the reason he brought us here was because he wants more information. He brought us here to kill us. Information on... Us, who we are. Then we wait for him. Your name has to be Bazaar. I know. Indifferent <laughs> onto what your name is, <laughs> my name has to be Jamie. Full, full, uh, full Tash. Jamie Full Tash. And I believe we can say we were hired by Jillian. We needed to ask him anyway don't about like us. I don't like I this, don't like I don't this like either, but I don't know what else to do. I think we should all just stay calm until we realize what he wants. Yes, let's stay perfectly calm. And some time passes as you guys are having this discussion. And you feel a breeze kind of blow through the lounge, oh possibly coming down through the staircase. There's an opening somewhere. Large enough to kind of rustle some of the paintings on the walls. That they, not like really? heavily, but Wait, just is like... Is there anything in this area that you can use as like some kind of a weapon? I mean, there's a number of things around. There's some marble busts. You could throw them. I mean, you could take a table leg. I mean, there's no weapon. Where's the marble bust? There's a couple of them. There's a little side table that has a marble bust of a man. Can I stand recognize. and lean on it? Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like... The bu- so the table's probably like this size, and then the bust is like here. It's like this big. Great. It's just a head. It's just like a shoulder and head. You could pick it up, yeah. It's... Great. I'm just gonna lean on it. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna sit down in one of the lounge chairs. Sure. You sit on one of the lounge chairs. I'm just gonna stand playing strong. Playing it cool. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if there's a problem. We roll yet. Playing stand it cool, tall. Jack. <laughs> stand tall. Uh, um, I don't know. There's like, but just an curiosity. How cool did you play it? A thirteen. Oh, that's pretty. You played it pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So the the breeze kind of comes through, and the the paintings kind of just rustle a little bit on the walls, and you hear a low kind of hollow groan, like a. Mm. Hello. I hate it. I hate it. No response. And then a heavy footstep, a kind of like a metal against the ground. And it's loud, and you turn around, and the suit of armor that was on display reaches to its left and picks up a helmet that was on the table. And it has, there is no head, but it reaches up as if a head and places the helmet on its shoulders. And it kind of starts to each of its digits, it kind of... <laughs> and you hear that as it's kind of stretching out its hands, and it takes a step forward, and you see the suit of armor standing tall, now up from the wall, and it kind of waits. Nobody moves. And it takes another step forward, so... <laughs> and you hear kind of the hollow footsteps kind of ringing up through the suit of armor. Um, Eye of the Beholder? Eye of the Beholder. Make a initiative roll. Oh my god. (laughs) All three of you make initiative. Ah! 
I need two columns of initiative stuff. Yeah. Initiative is d20. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Yes. Yeah. And plus your initiative. Yeah, we haven't had to go yeah, fight yeah. in a while. Uh, 13. Oh, we're gonna die. We're all gonna die. Easy. Uh, oh my god. What is this? No, I got it. Eight. Well, if this hold, is gonna hold, take hold, more hold. than 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very important business. Doesn't matter, today. we're all gonna die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm never dying. Okay. Um, 20 to 25. No. Uh, 15 to 20? Nothing? Oh boy. Uh, 10 to 15? 13. 12. 13. What adds to your initiative? There's initiative on the front. It has a platform. Zero. 12. <laughs> 12, Safira? Yeah, 12. Okay. Um, Eight. 5 to 9? Okay. Uh, eight as well, so they act at the same time. Okay. The, the armor. So this is where you got Erlen, Safira, and Bizarra are in this. Small, this is the staircase that you came down, and this is the little lounge. Area. There's sort of an offshoot lounge area. It's all kind of one room, and the I'll, I'll bring I'll get the things out in a second. And this is where Graven and Orba are. So you guys came down the staircase here. Okay. This is sort of the storage area where all the wine was being stored. Yeah. There's okay. like barrels here, and then sort of the men that are now Knowles were there. And in this back area with the cots, that's where um, Winston. Winston was sitting there at a desk, kind of like. And we're in that room. No, you guys are here. You guys weren't up at, with Winston. Oh, okay. I thought we were next from across. No, yeah, he saw you from across. The room. And we're not connected. Okay. We are yeah. right. These are two separate places. Um, and what's the final room there on the um, end? It's just, it just looks like another, there's a bed there. There's like oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it seems like enough. You can't necessarily see it. Okay. So Winston's like in the corner here. Oh, I threw it. Yeah, I'm going to get out the things, but we are going to take a break. So. Oh, yeah! That's the last break we're ever going to take. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're all dead after this. Um, great. So when we come back, we'll jump right into battle. Um, See you guys back in just a little bit. We take a, what do we take? A 10 minute break? 15 minutes? What do we take? For 15 minutes? Is it 10? See, I don't remember. It's 15, you lunatic. I think it's 15. It's 15. Eventually we'll be back. I think we, yeah, Let's we'll roll back at some point. Yeah. How much time do we take? I rolled a 12. So okay, we'll take 12 minutes. That's All right, great. We'll be right back. Yeah. Oh my God. Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at tabletopnotch for updates, announcements, and moderate to severe foolishness. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. Now, where were we? Let's fight. So we are back. Ah. It's fighting time. So we are going to go, despite the separate combats, just in order of um, numbers, initiative top to bottom. Yeah, just so we'll okay. bounce back and forth between the fights. Okay. Um, Everybody goes and then I'm last. Excellent. <laughs> so it starts with... So we've got, again, because um, I put the things and I don't know if everyone saw, here's the suit of armor. It's like... It's a bird cage with <laughs> arms. Yep. So that's a suit of armor. That's amazing. Safira, Erlen, Bizarra. This is Winston here in the red robe. And these are gnolls. One of them looks different, but they're all the same. They're all gnolls. Um, any other questions about the layout? Before so were there other are there other people in the basement with us? 
the people everybody that was in a basement yeah there wasn't that many people wasn't there was four other guys and they were all right and what did you say top. about uh, like a something like a, 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 a sheen fell from the room or is it it got cloudier no no the it, there was like a shimmering and it was like it was like if you looked at the a man he was like vibrating and he vibrates and then he was a null like it was the dispelling of okay. the illusion of the man on top so it's not kind of in the room no, 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 it's, it's not affecting your vision in any way or anything like that. That was just the spell wearing off or turning off or whatever. You want to hit us up with some battle music? Yes, I do mm. want to hit us up with some battle music. You can't have a battle that do it. Music. Well, I gotta get pumped. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, please don't kill us. Oh, I'm so glad I smothered my crystal into this party. I thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Thank you, Kevin. All right, does anybody have any general combat needs to reminder? Does everyone know what your armor class is? Because it's not the one on page. Remember, you're not wearing armor. No. Remember, I had everybody write down what their new armor class was. Yeah, yeah. Does everybody have that number? Yeah. Wizard, don't tell him. Yes. Keep it to yourself. And pretend it's 19. Pretend it's, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. So, who we got? We start with the gnolls in the basement. We start with the gnolls. So, I just ate a bunch of skittles. <laughs> <laughs> the gnolls quickly chew some skittles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them. That was pretty good. So, you can come back as a gnoll. As Winston sort of issues the command, the gnolls kind of spring into action, and you see like a lot of growling and snarling and the kind of gnashing as they move towards you. So they're all going to kind of jump at you in ambush. They're mostly going towards the closest person. The first gnoll's going to run up and sort of... They don't have any weapons on them. Sometimes gnolls are sort of armored with weapons. These ones, because they were disguised as men, they don't have any weapons on them. So he's going to run up and... So he's going to run up and take a bite at you. That's 18 to hit. Uh, yeah, that, that hits. Hit, so sort of taking Graven by surprise as the command is issued, he sort of snaps forward and Bye. clutches in. And he's going to do... We won't see later. He does three piercing damage Jesus to you. Christ. You're tanky, right? Yeah. Not that tanky. Um, and Orbis sort of watches as the first knoll kind of reaches forward and kind of grasps at him. Friends. And she sees the knolls all kind of coming forward as they're stalking. And the second one's going to come forward and sort of passing by Graven is going to run up to Orba oh, and take another bite. Oh. Uh, ten to hit. Ten misses! Ten misses. Whoa. So Orba nice. sort of seeing the first one having come at Graven is able to sort of position herself in a way in the corner that the, the she's able to sort of maneuver her way out as the sort of jaws come snapping. And he misses. So the third knoll's going to run up. Four. And he's going to move closer, but he's going to go after Graven here. So he sort of ducks by the first knoll and then sort of takes a bite around to the side. Can I use my Stones Endurance? Uh, yeah, read it for us. Uh, occasionally shrug off injury when I take damage. Oh, so this would be after you do that. Yeah. When I take you want to do it for the last one? What's that? Read the whole thing, yeah. yeah. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to roll a d12, add your constitution modifier to the number rolled, and re- reduce the damage that by that total. After you use this trait, you can't use it again until... Sure, did you want to use it for the previous one? Oh, no, 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 I was, it would be this one. Okay, sure, so, um... 11 to hit. 
Eleven hits. Eleven hits. So yeah. the other one, sort of, as you've already been distracted, sort of the clawing and gnashing of the first one, the second one kind of takes a bite around, and you take another three piercing damage. So now I would try. So you're activating Stone's Endurance? Yeah. yeah. So as he goes for the bite, you raise the arm to sort of absorb the impact of the blow, and you feel a kind of as the arm turns to sort of a harder material, as you sort of summon your Goliath powers and you shrug off. Go ahead and roll. <sighs> two. But two uh, plus, plus your constitution, constitution which is uh, two. So four. Two. So you, re- so you take no damage. So he can't quite sink his sort of teeth into the hardened yeah. skin, and you sort of shrug him off there to the side. Yeah. Bad no. This one is going Good Google. Three, four. Good Google. This knoll's gonna so now Graven kind of surrounded by these three knolls here in the corner, and the last one's gonna take another bite. Um, twenty to hit. Yeah, oh, twenty hits. Yikes. And this time I, I'm gonna try something else. Okay. Uh, Warding flare. It shows divine light between myself and attacking enemy. Uh, right. I can use these. These aren't. These don't take up other slots. Like nope. These. Those are. Those okay. are like personal yeah. abilities. Yeah. Attack my creature within thirty feet. Use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Great, so you're imposing disadvantage? Yeah. So he's gonna roll again. 16 to hit. Oh. So Graven does sort of casts a sort of flashing light that disorients the knoll slowly, but he's able to sort of, sort of already get his teeth in there before the light kind of lights up his eyes and he's unable to see. Okay. So uh, you take four piercing damage. Oh, buddy. It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> I got something, I got something. <laughs> okay. So Graven is kind of in the corner. He's shaking off Knowles one on one arm. He pushes one away from him. Graven Who's will up? be next. Graven's up. So what do you got for us? It made me so fucking angry. As I, as, I, as I push the last one off, I leave my left hand out, and the and the symbol in my hand just starts to like glow and like get hot, and I uh, uh, <laughs> I yell. Benji! And I, and I, uh, uh, Do we hear him? I cast Radiance of the Dawn. No, we can't hear him. And I cast Radiance of the Dawn. Okay. Um, and so, so, so I channel my divinity. Great. Uh, so you feel as you summon this, like, the anger swelling about you, and you, in your mind, you summon the powers of your god that has bestowed powers upon you, and you feel it kind of channeling through your body, and go ahead and read this pretty much. So, uh, use my channel divinity to harness sunlight, brandish darkness, and dealing radiant damage to my foes. As an action, present my holy symbol. Any magical darkness within 30 feet is dispelled. Additionally, each each hostile creature within 30 feet must make a constitution saving throw. Creature takes radiant damage equal to 2d10 plus my cleric level. Okay, so first we'll do a piece of time. So they make a constitution (laughs) saving throw? Constitution saving throw, which... And what's your spell save? Spell save DC is 12. So we'll go this guy, mm-hmm. and then we'll go along the line there. Winston, what is it, 30 feet? Yeah. So Winston's out of range of that. Is he? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Damn. So Winston right. would be out of range of that. So the first one, uh, 15. Yeah, 15. Uh, this is 12, so 15. Your spell save DC is 12? Yeah. Okay, so he passes. Yeah. So the top one, next one, 5, so yeah. he fails. Yes. Then this one... Is one natural one, he yes. fails, and then the last one that attacked Orba is a six. So he fails. So three of them, yeah, fail. Three of them fail. So what's the damage? So two D ten plus cleric level two. Okay. And is it if you succeed, is it half damage? Is that what it is? 
And half as much damage damage on a success. Yeah, so he still takes damage. Okay. He just takes half as much. Okay, okay, okay. And you just roll once for all of them. That's a huge damage. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. Six. Five. So 11 plus two. Uh, 13. 13, and so, and then it rounds. Did we decide it rounds down or up? Uh, ooh, I knew the answer to this. Wait. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, well while that's how, so yeah. you feel the energy kind of channel through and a <laughs> burst of sort of light and flame comes out and the gnolls kind of cower and the wave, the radiant damage kind of washes over them as you feel the power of your god kind of channel through and they take, and what, what do each of them take? Sorry. 13. 13. Great. 13 damage. And then Jordan and I looked up whether you're supposed to round down or up, and now we I can't think remember. it's round down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Okay. Well, I'll put it in for now, and you can always uh, okay. change it. So, so the one that passed is the far one. Got it. Okay. Got it. Great. So they kind of reel and kind of you can hear them gnashing and gnawing as the light kind of fills up the room. And then they die. And they look at you with renewed anger, yeah, <laughs> having sure. taken the brunt of the radiant damage. Yep. Uh, are you attempting to move at all, or are you staying there? Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna stay in front of Orba. Great. Uh, who's next on the list? Winston. Winston's next yeah, on the list. Google just wants oh, yeah. Winston, yeah. Great. Yes, Winston. Great. So Winston sort of seeing, he saw the flash of light and the fire and the knolls kind of all converging, and he's taking that opportunity to escape. Uh, run. I fucking knew it. So he's gonna he's run running? into the corner here, and you see him, you can see him uh, who's over there. Make a perception check, sort of, as this is happening. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you, you see him sort of move over into the corner, and he takes something out of his robe, and he pops it, and starts to uh, drink something. No, 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 no. And that's all that you can see, and yeah. that's his turn there as yeah, he sort of drinks that. Really um, are we jumping to other combat? Yes. Going down the line. Uh, oh. we'll, no, we're we'll going go back in the yeah. yeah. Then it's next one. Great. So Erlen, sort of seeing, oh, yeah. having made the noise, and the okay. suit of armor turning towards you, and it sort of stands up as tall uh. as it can, holds its arms out. Great, you're up. I'm going to. I can announce that I'm using like a, a key thing, like after I've done everything, or do I need to do it at the beginning of the? I think so. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I have 40 foot walking damage. I know it's not going to like do anything for advantage, but I'd like to sort of like run around him, so I'm okay. behind. Yeah. Him. So you go. You kind of. You, there's no attack of opportunity as long as you stay with, within melee range. Yeah. No, I just want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to. I, I, I'm just gonna, I guess, try, try and do a body blow. All right, sure. And oh, right, we don't have any weapon. Yeah. So you have unarmed on there, right? You I have unarmed, yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. Uh, yep. Um, ooh, that's not uh, Seven to hit. Seven misses. So as you go to do the punch, he kind of sideswipes and kind of knocks your fist out of the and way. I'm coming in with the left for right. additional attack. Sure. That's not the key point, right? That's just no, the that's right. And that's eight. Eight, eight misses. And then we're going back with the right and that's how the key point it goes again. This is the sad. Oh, that was a net one! <laughs> so as Erlen comes around, the armor sort of playing it cool turns as you go to, and it just kind of boom, boom, sort of knocking your fists away as they New go death. for the hit. Wow. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, you poor man. That's uh, always... You have more movement, but if you... Um... No, I don't want to disengage. I would have to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. That's who I am now. Okay. That's who. 
Who's next, Savira? Yeah. All right, Savira. I'm just gonna take the the bust and just try to chuck it. Great. You pick up the marble bust. um, Make a. I have to just double check the improvise. Okay, great. Make a a dexterity based attack roll. So you're gonna roll the d20 and add your dexterity modifier. And you're not proficient with throwing busts, so we won't add to that. (laughs) That's not a list. Where is my dexterity? Just your one of the big oh, numbers there, the modifier. Yes. Okay, seven. Seven. So seven misses. So you go to chuck the bust, and the armor kind of he goes in for a headbutt and and the bust kind of breaks on the head of the armor. Okay, that's at that point. Jesus Christ! I'm not gonna disengage, but. I mean, yeah, you're there in the corner too, so you're not in melee. Right I'm just gonna stand and look at Erland with like huge eyes. <laughs> and as the bus comes, you're just kind of like, coom, like rattling, loud rattling throughout the chamber that you're in. All right, who's up? Bizarra. 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 Oh, Bizarra and armor are the same. Okay, well, yeah. so they actually, go ahead and do it. So I have an unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. You have to use that unless you pick something up right. in the room. Yeah. Which I'm not, I guess I'm not going to. You can. Yeah. There's what tables, chairs. There's a couple other marble busts. There's, I mean, you're basically using improvised weapons in some way. I'm going to try myself first. Sure. So I'm going to move in. Sure, you get into range. Make an unarmed strike. Great, you go up and sort of a running, you go in for a punch. Roll. Yep, d20. It's rounded down. Rounded down, okay, great. Seven. Seven misses. So you go in for the punch, and it kind of just sidesteps, and you hear the as the uh, his metal boots kind of um, scrape across the floor as you're sort of going by. You whiff. Can I try something else? Uh, what else? Can I grab a bust and try to just smack? Next bust? turn, you could, that would take an action oh. to attack with something else. So what yeah. else? What else can I do? I think you have like an ability to do another attack or something. I have. Go to your like abilities page though, not your weapons. Laminated. Page. The laminated pages, yeah. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. That one's already taken. There's one that's like action surge. Have you used that? I don't think you've used like that. Nervous yeah. Stress eating. One additional action on top of your regular action of possible bonus. Once you right. use this, you must finish a short or long rest before you use it again. Yes, but you have it. You you have you've rested since the last time you oh, used yeah, it. Yeah. So right. you can do another action this turn if you want. Is that guy going after me? You don't know yet. His turn hasn't come. But right, I'm saying he's after me. Oh, what do you mean? The you, armor's right out. Yeah. He takes place. Oh yes, his yeah, turn yeah. is right out. And I'm like yes. right there. Attack so him. attack him, little one. Alright, I'm gonna just go for it. Another attack? I have, a, I have places to be, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> what are you using to attack? Just you fist attack? You're going to grab I'm something? I'm going to... Well, I feel like a bust or something like that's not going to break his armor. Any more than your fist? Yeah, would, like, yeah. a bust like bludgeoning damage? Or is, like, what, uh, yeah. yeah, it would be bludgeoning damage. I'll take a bust. Sure. You, you're walking along. There's This is their sort of shelves here. And as you're running, you grab one and <laughs> sort of smack <laughs> into the armor. Make another attack roll. And it's, this is in melee range, so add your strength to it, just like an unarmed attack. Okay. Add both? Uh, no, no, make the, roll the d20, and add your strength modifier to it. 
Nine. Nine. Nine misses. So you oh, go in for the bust, and it just kind of like crumbles across the side as it deftly kind of moves off. Man. We're at least doing damage over here. <laughs> now I can't use Is it the well. armor? Uh-huh. All right, so the armor, having sort of shaken off the dust of the two busts that have broken against it, it's going to go for the thing that attacked it last, Bizarre, there, and it's going to, with a backhand, kind of... Uh. And you feel the ah. of the armor rolling. Uh, no. uh, nine to hit. Mm. Nine misses. Nine misses. So right. after the after the crashing of the bus, he goes for a swipe, and it kind of it hits one of the cabinets, and kind of some glass goes breaking. But you're able to duck underneath. Huzzah! It. <laughs> and a little huzzah from who's up? All right. I can't. Can you twi- turn the map a little bit so I can see where the gnolls are in relation to myself? Uh, sure. Can you see yourself there? Yeah. I'm put, putting this. Okay. Um. Really in a corner, like. <laughs> on top of you. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, all right. So. I'm going to. Orbit has taken all of this time trying to get her stupid crystal out of her stupid boot, and that's why she rolled a five. Uh, um, so she's going to grab her crystal and cast Thunder Wave, okay. which is, um, each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving nice. throw. Um, on a failed save, it takes a bunch of damage, and if it fails, it also gets pushed 10 feet back, Ooh, um, like if that. they right. succeed. I like Unfortunately, that. I can't cast it with you in it, because you, you count, so I'm only doing Ugh. the two, one that, the one that's directly in front of Orba, How much damage? and one to the right. 2d10, 2d8. It's not hostile, it's anything in there? Any creature. Yeah, any creature. Yeah. So oh, you're, it's a 15-foot cube, is that what it is? Is that what you said? Yes. So you're targeting these 15? That doesn't include Graven? Yeah, it would be. I, it would include these two, but not these Yeah, because I don't think I can even... Even if I walked around them, actually, they would get attack opportunity. Okay. No, yeah, just those two guys. I okay. can't get So you're going to sort of target it here... So yeah. it's gonna, okay, go ahead and make your attack roll. Okay. Or is it just a save? No, it's a, it's a save, save throw, What's yeah. the save? Uh, constitution? Do, do, do. Yes, it's a constitution. And what's the... I'm number? looking, one moment. Seriously. Constitution 13. 13, great. Uh, so starting with this one and then going to that okay. one. Okay. 14, first uh, one passes. Okay. And 20. So the two uh, gnolls you cast, you feel, the, do you want to describe the spell for us? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Orba slams her fists together, or palms, that's what those are, palms together. (laughs) This is cool, too. And just from there, it emits all of these small little blips of electricity passing between the two of them. And you feel the floor kind of Mm -hmm. almost like rupture a little bit. Um, so if if they succeed, they take half the damage and aren't pushed. Great. Um. And it was 2d8. 2d8, yes. Alright. Man, I'm so mad. Why are you rolling so good? Six. Six and seven. Thirteen. Thirteen. And so half of that. So half of that rounded down. So it's six. six. Yeah, six. Great. So the they feel the kind of ground underneath them and they kind of trip and catch themselves a little bit and they're snarling and you can hear them kind of gnashing their teeth. They're still standing, but they're looking in kind of bad shape. And, uh, and then qu- two quick things about this spell also. Any, yeah. like, 
unsecured objects in the area also get pushed. Okay. I don't know if that affects anything. Yeah, I mean, there's some wine barrels that kind of the, the, the shockwave effect. You mm-hmm. see some of the wine barrels like and fall off the shelf and one kind of crashes on the ground and the ground sort of fills up with wine a little bit along the floor. And then the thunderous boom from the spell is uh, uh, heard from 300 feet away. 300 feet? 300. 300. 300. I don't know. Great, so I mean, potentially, you don't know, yeah. but potentially it's but the I rest of the party. Is Winston in range of the spell itself? No. He's gone. No, it's 15 feet. He's gone. That's his little coward. He like disappeared, right? He, we no, he's here. He, he drank so he drank that was his action, so he hasn't done anything else yet. Oh, 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 Alright, uh, and top of the round with the gnolls. Alright. So the gnolls kind of shaking off the blinding light and the, the rattling of the ground. They go in for another attack, and we'll just go down the line again. So yeah. this one attacks Graven, it's gonna fight again. Three to hit. Misses. Misses. So Graven now kind of with his footing and sort of the uneasy terrain, the gnolls are unable to gain purchase and they sort of bite out of range. Next one does a 19 to hit. Yeah, it hits. 19 hits. So that one, seeing the other one duck out of the way, goes in immediately and you're unable to dodge out of the way. And you take three piercing damage. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, are you math. at my level now? Eight. You're at my level? <laughs> yeah. All right. The third one that's between uh, Orba and Draven. <clears throat> ten to hit. That's exactly ten, yeah. Yeah, that hits. So he goes in for another bite, sort of gnashing back at the blinding light that came out of your hand, sort of aiming straight for them. He gets you right around the wrist and sort of wraps his jaws around it. Uh, one piercing damage. Okay. Okay, okay buddy. Right. Okay, buddy. Orba's just shouting. And the last gnoll's gonna go after Orba, sort of, it gets its footing back after the, the effect of the shockwave, and it goes in for one more bite. Uh-huh. Uh, 13 to hit. Uh, shield. Shield, I shield. Okay. Uh, so shield, <laughs> uh, an invisible barrier of magical force appears and protects you until the start of your next turn, you gain bonus of plus 5 AC. So I have... 16. 16, so it misses, nice. so the knoll goes in and the you see the shield pop up and it sort of bounces against the sort of semi-permeable shield that's been put up. Love it. Great. Yep, I'm done. Uh, Knolls are done, who's okay, up? Okay, me. Um, what would a cone uh, constitute? How many How many guys could I get in a 15-foot cone? So this is a cone, like it'll start at one square and then become three and then become five. Like it goes out like a triangle. So, so could I get three into one cone there? No. Not if you moved. I think you can only get two in a cone, these two, or these or two. Or those two. Uh, uh, no, you could probably get these three in a cone. Yeah, we'll say that. We're coning it. All right. <sighs> Yeah, because um, if it's pointing diagonally out here, yeah, those three can be in a cone. Cool. Here we go. Um, you got this, friend. Burning hands. Right. Uh, 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 15-foot cone. <clears throat> Each creature, 15-foot cone, t- make a dexterity saving throw, uh, take 3d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful Right. Uh, ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Cool. Yeah. Uh, put my hands together and. Uh, my hands begin to glow and there's. Yeah. Kind of... Great. So dexterity saving throws? Uh, yes. And we'll go in the same order. Throws. So that one, that one, that one. Uh, 
Um, and what's the spell save DC? Twelve. Twenty on the first one. Jesus. He Six. He Misses. fails, and then the farthest one that attacked Orba. Ten. What was it? Misses. Twelve. Miss. Great. So two of them take. So go ahead and roll damage for him. So three d six. Nice. Yes. There's so many sixes. Oh come on. Four. Eight. Eight. No, nine, right? Five, three, one, three, one. Four, three, one. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, so, what was the total there? And is there a modifier at all, or is it just 3d6? 3d6, that's it. Great, so eight. So, uh, four, three, and one, right? Eight, yeah. Yeah, eight. So, 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 the, so you hold the hands out, and it goes, his fire kind of erupts from them, and the gnolls kind of trying to get out of the way of the fire. So they, so two of them... The first, first one takes first one takes four four to yep. eight four okay so that one it's its skin is like charred and cindery but it's still <sighs> standing but the other two sort of in the fire they're trying to they're gnashing and gnawing and, and trying to shake it off and they perish yes. yeah. and they fall to the floor and in addition to that with the cone of fire some of the wine perils have caught on fire here sort of in the button there is liquid in the area from the shockwave so it's not like a raging fire but some of the wood shelving and things have caught fire there from that yeah, is the wine like alcoholic and super flammable? Yes, but you, it hasn't touched the wine on the floor. Is what I mean. Like, okay. you now have wet and you have flamey. Yeah, you got to kill these guys. Are you done, though? I'm done. Winston. Winston's up. Oh, so after fine. seeing him sort of pop the potion, sort of seeing him in the back of this room, you see him start to shrink, Aww. and he gets very, very small, and he sort of is chugging the potion, and as he does, he gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and he slips through. <gasps> Someone stop Can I yell, like, Winston! So you can cast, is he coming for us? Yeah, he slips through. <laughs> we should come back! <laughs> the, uh, there's a, here, I'll make a mark. There's sort of a graded area oh, here that he slips okay. through. Now that he's small, is able to slip through, and starts to, you can't see that, but you, you see him leave your, uh, think? Crazy. Uh, who's next? It's me. Okay. Um, after like, ah, uh, like after punching armor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try and like kick the back of his kneecap. Sure. Yeah. New dice, new man. Um, fourteen. Fourteen misses. Come on. Is <laughs> <laughs> he going for the kick and boom, you feel the back That's of the armor against your foot? Yeah. Um, he's I, armor. He's literally <laughs> armor. Um, that. So what does using like a thing around me do? Does it like add to my like hit? Like, Depends on what are you using. So, but like it is possible that like picking up a table or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. It's called an improvised weapon. Has modifiers associated. Okay, what is closest to me so I don't have to disengage from him? Yeah, there's there's probably a chair near you. Maybe this, there's kind of a corner here. There's a broom there. There's a broom sort of standing uh, in the corner. There's again pieces of art. You can grab a painting off I the wall. Feel like that's. Uh, let's go for it. Let's go for a chair. Sure. After missing kicking out right. of the right. initial attack, I'm gonna, gonna yeah, sideswipe him with a chair. Sure. You pick up the chair. They're not terribly heavy, so we'll say that you pick it up. Right okay. Here. So you're using. Is this a key point that you're using? No, no. This is just my regular unarmed attack. But this is that's not an unarmed attack. Oh, just kidding then. Uh, <laughs> just straight up. He picks up the chair and then puts it back down. <laughs> 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 Put it back it's properly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and I guess we're gonna go for like a two-handed overhand. Okay, great. Comes on his head. Okay. 
He's tall, too. You go for like a bong against the top. It's a natural one. Natural one, so you clong and you ah, like the the metal sort of hits against your your wrist and your palm and it rings throughout your body. Uh. It doesn't seem to be affected by it. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) Who's up? It's me. <laughs> we haven't done anything to this. Christ. Uh, I'm going to. You better hope it's Frank. Can I? How close am I to the broom? The broom is on the other. This is like where Erlen was standing. Oh. There's other things. There's chairs in your part. Um. I, I'm just thinking that he might be more prone to piercing damage than to bludgeoning damage. Ooh. So. Um, can I, is there anything wooden that I can take that I can splinter that sure, I can like, yeah. break? Sure, there's like some shelving and stuff. You could probably take a board okay. off. Okay, can I like grab a board off the shelf sure. and like snap it? Make an athletics check. Oh, the... Christ. Okay. Okay. Oh. Give it speeds of places. Oh. Okay. You broke your Four. Four. So you, you take the shelf off and a few things kind of rattle and fall off of it. And you go to break it and it's... It breaks, but it, it doesn't create like a sharp like point a sharp to point. it. Yeah, so you have the thing in your hand, but it doesn't have like a, a piercing element to All right, it. Well, I'm gonna just kind of screw it then and just take a swing. Great, you're gonna go forward. You're gonna go ahead. 14. Which 14 misses. <laughs> so you go in for the <laughs> clang and you hear oh, the yes, loud guys. bonging of the shelf hitting the armor, but it rings hollow and he sort of pushes you away and shrugs it off. <laughs> Who's that? Me. And the armor. The things that I have on my dress, aren't even sharp. You might have some pins. (laughs) (laughs) They're small. Okay, never mind. Oh yeah, really? Alright, I think, can I try, since I'm little, like, to run underneath his legs, because they're facing in my direction, and kind of like jump on his back and try to like, oh, what is gravel like crack his neck. Uh, sure. Make an acrobatics check for for tumbling underneath him. <laughs> oh, ten. Ten. So yeah. So as he as he's sort of distracted, deflecting the board from Safira, you able to sort of sort of maneuver underneath him yeah. to the other side. Yep. Yeah. And you want to sort of climb on top of him? And like try to like... So we'll say that's for the sake of, Are you making... Sort of describe to me exactly what you're doing just so I can make the I right. would like to like leap on his back and like turn his neck. Okay, we'll call that a grapple, I think, for the sake what is, of... What does grapple do? So it makes him... If she's able to sort of hold his head it and sort of disable him, it'll... it'll um, Yes, it can. I think it makes you get advantage against his attacks. I just need to make sure because we have not grappled yet. Love it. Uh, Love it. Yes, you make a special melee attack. Um, Has to be no more than one size larger than you, which it isn't within within your reach. Okay, so you make a athletics check contested by my strength check. Athletics check on the on the suit of armor. So make an athletics check. All well, little one. Uh, Thirteen. Nine. So you sort of crawl up onto it and you grab the helmet that's sort of floating lightly above the suit of armor and it's sort of trying to shake you off and it's moving but it can't 
quite get you from the back. Um, so he's grappled, um, which means. Uh, uh, let's see. I have too many Skittles. Me too. <laughs> 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 Everyone's eating too many Skittles. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll say people are going to get uh, advantage on their attacks in the sort of way that you have it. So you have him, you're kind of yeah. distracting him. Yeah. So in doing nice. so, and he can't move also as that's happening. So he's kind of. Stumbling around trying to pull you off. And that lasts for one turn back to her? Uh, no, he has to try and get out of it on his turn, or he can make an attempt to get out of it on his turn. Good. Yes. Oh boy. Great. So he's kind of writhing around and he goes up and tries to put a big hand sort of on the back of your collar to pull you off. And um he has to how does he escape this? Let's find out. Crap. So he's gonna try and use an action to escape. So he's gonna try and pull you off. And it's going to be the same thing. So he's going to contest his against yours. So make another at, uh, athletics check. Come on. Come on. Oh no! Oh, seven at one. Yeah. yeah. No. Seven. So he is able to grab you, and he kind of pulls you up over and <laughs> tosses you on the floor. Oh. However, that is his action, My so he God. doesn't attack this turn. But he is no longer That's grappled. Right. He's able to sort of. Darn it! That was well done. I tried. Did. All right. Who's up? Me. Oh my gosh. It's me. Um, How long is this taking? <laughs> like in, in game time. Seconds. Yeah, not long. Around in game time is like okay. six seconds. After okay. she gets thrown to the floor, she checks that watch to make <laughs> yeah. sure she's okay. away. It's been since the fights are. It's been less than a minute. Yeah. This is um, all happening simultaneously. Almost. Which of those two knolls looks more beat up? On the right. This one. The one yeah. on the right? This one. Um, perfect. He's uh, the one with the singed fur that took the brunt of the, the flaming hands attack. Uh, Orba sees Graven in distress and takes one deep breath and puts her palm out uh, and casts Ray of Frost at Great. that knoll. Um, uh, that knoll. That damn knoll. Okay, so, so right, uh, what am I doing? Okay. This is just an attack roll? Yeah. Okay. Is that cocked? I'd call that pretty flat. Yeah. Okay, 14. Uh, plus 5, uh, 19. 19 hits. Okay, oh. 1d cold. Is that cocked? It's kind of cocked. That's cocked. Uh, cocked. I can't see it. Okay. You can make it a turn. Uh, yeah, it's cocked. <clears throat> Okay, uh, I'm just making sure there's no plus to this, uh, five. Great, so Orbis sort of summons the Ray of Frost, and at first the Nolg is kind of like, ah, cooled by <laughs> after being lit on fire, but then he starts to feel the ice creeping up, and he sort of Thank starts you. to writhe, and... <laughs> yeah! Hey. 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 You guys can help us. Okay. Uh, yeah, Orba's amped. Uh, okay, Knowles. Knowles, Knowles singular. I'll erase that S. Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, here's... Okay. Um, I think it's Knowles. Knowles is the Knowles. Yeah, I'm just looking at my... Oh, okay, great. So the Knowles... I can probably use the Wordy Flare again. Okay, you can use multiple of them? Yeah. Great, yeah. So he's gonna take an attack of you. Do you have to say that before I roll, or no? If it doesn't say, If it doesn't say, you can use it whenever. It just says... Is it a reaction? Between yourself and an attacking... Enemy. 
when you are attacked by a creature, okay, yeah. you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on sure. the attack roll. Yeah, so we'll say you can okay. figure out the uh, roll before. So he's going to take another bite at you. And 17 to hit. 17 hits. Well, but, so you're going to use oh, that's what yeah, yeah. That was the first one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Great, so yeah, yeah. 17, so he does another, and the sort of room lights up. And natural one. Yeah. So the light kind of, and he gets that kind of like dilated pupils go big. <laughs> he's sort of looking around disoriented and he's unable to grasp at you. All right, Google. Is there a wine barrel close enough for me to like? Oh boy, that's going to catch fire. Yeah. Uh, no. To grab. No. Not without leaving his. The, the, like most of the wine is being stored oh, in the cells. Here. Okay. Just throw me. I wanted to like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wanted to like smash it. What is close enough for me to grab? Not much. Not so much. this part of the room is mostly like kitchen supplies. Okay. Um. um all right. I, I still have a couple spell slots. I'm gonna use inflict wounds, melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. Okay. Which yep, works right there. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, flex my hand a few times and uh, just wind up and, like, until it turns almost black and I just swing right, right at his face. Just read it just so we know that. On a hit, target takes 3d10 necrotic damage. That's okay. Great. Mainly. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, unarmed strike, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think you just make an attack roll, right? What does it say? Yeah, make a melee spell attack, I guess. It's still a spell attack, yeah, so use your spell attack modifier. Okay, alright. It Um, just is only in melee range. Right. Which is... Oh, God. It's on, like, your second sheet? Yeah. It's not on the main sheet. Spell attack bonus. Yeah. Okay, so So that... D20 plus the spell attack. Eight. Eight total? Yeah. That misses. So he goes in for the... the and I still use that. Yeah, still uses oh. the spell slot. And as it's kind of going in, he's still kind of reeling from the, the flashing light, but he does see the fist coming and manages to sort of... He goes on all fours and kind of skitters to the side and sees the fist going above him. Fuck. The spellcaster's life for me. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's it. Great. I'm gonna run away, I'm gonna get fucking killed. Okay. Alright. Who's up? Uh, Winston. Winston. So he, you can't see him, but he's, he's disappeared as far as, as you can tell, so. Coward. I'm gonna write coward under his name. <laughs> <laughs> like he already was a coward. You can't yeah, have two people named coward. This is number one on the show. <laughs> we'll see, Winston. <laughs> We got Erlen. Uh, Erlen. All right. Let's go. Um, Come you know, kick back up that chair that I had business with earlier. Do it. <laughs> well, now I'm going to go over top of his head with the chair. Great. So do it's an improvised attack, so do a d20 plus either your strength or dexterity, whichever is higher, modifier. Oh, that's less good than me just punching him. It does more damage, though. Has less of a chance of hitting, does Great. more damage. Because you're not proficient in yeah, yeah. Okay, so chairs. Higher strength or dexterity, whichever is higher? Yes, whichever is higher. As a monk, you can pick the higher. Oh, God, six six, six, six misses. Uh, so you go to swing the chair, but it's a little too heavy to get like a good swing, and he's able to kind of step and we are it crashes against the ground. Right now. Wait, he missed. Okay, then. He missed? Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. I'm gonna just use another unarmed attack then. Sure. So we saw the crashing chair, and you go in for a punch as yeah, he's yeah. distracted. Uh, oh, that is 16 to hit? 16 misses. What? <laughs> so yeah. you go in for the punch, and you hear it. What is, the, hit what the, is the thing on that side? Yeah, you, you go higher than 16. <laughs> 
So you feel the fist kind of hit the armor, and you make a little bit of a dent and a a clanging noise, but you kind of feel it in your hand. Um, After I do that, as I'm sort of clutching my hand, I say, Safira, grapple him! Yeah, that was already my plan. Um, (laughs) Alright, so I'm I'm gonna try to do kind of the same thing and, like, leap on top of him and try to, like, pin him Sure, make an acrobatics check. Uh, you acrobatics, right? Yeah. Um, is that a nine six. or a six? Six. Nice. Uh, Eleven. Eleven? Okay, that's I had to look at him because I had to do simple math in my head. So you're, you <laughs> sort of put one foot on one of the couches and you sort of propel yourself, vault yourself up on top of him. Now you're going to make your athletics ah, check okay, to attempt okay, the okay. grapple. I, you know, I am not sure. Okay. You, you, you. Ten. Eleven. Uh, that grapple. So you are able to, yeah. noting Bazaar's form, you're able to sort of get a similar, you grab okay, his so helmet that's kind of floating and you can yeah. feel it kind of wrestling in your hands, trying to keep it straight, but he is okay. kind of almost blinded as he's trying to get it, get you off of him. Yeah. Great, okay. so he's grappled. Yeah. Now I have to do something. Um, <laughs> do I use a weapon thingy or do I just go for it without a can I just yell at her, stab him? Like, just anything with any. Alright, so I am gonna pick up. There's a table. I mean, there's common. There's again, it's a lounge that had some collectibles in it. There's. I mean, there might be some pieces of glass. Um, I'll, um, is there any, like, antique swords? Antique swords? You don't see any swords. Um. There might be like trophies, or yeah, yeah. There might Ooh. be like a similar to a bust, kind of a metal sort of sculpture that looks like. I'm a gonna take that Great. and try to stab him. Great. So you take it and you're going to like crush it against, making it make an advantaged attack roll. So you can roll twice and take the higher number. Oh, come on, lady. And add your oh, strength you modifier. Wait, you roll, roll, roll second roll again. Well, I, yeah. let me just add my strength. Yeah. That was the better one. Take the better one. Thirteen. Thirteen misses. So you go in for the the attack with it, and it's sort of you're not able to jam it between sort of the two pieces of armor. It kind of leans over and blocks you from doing it. Anything else? I can't do anything else. Okay. It's it's turn. Armor's turn. Great. So it's again going to attempt to throw Saphira off. It's going to make a a contest against your athletics. This is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Five. So it's, it's unable to yeah. do it. So it reaches up so and Saphira kind of nimbly moves to the yeah. side as it okay. reaches its hand up and then it goes the other way and she moves the other direction. Uh, so it stays grappled. Um, oh, and that huge. was its action. It, it had to attempt to remove itself from the ground. Yeah, so this is uh, who's it's, it's Orba. Orba. Um, so what's the deal with the fire and the wine? Can I run into the next room? But yeah, you can. It's not like the whole place is not like lit up. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's some shelving and stuff that's on fire. Okay, Orba would like to run into the next room. I guess at a full distance, thirty feet. Thirty feet. 10, 15, 20, 30. Okay, um, and she's gonna turn to the knoll um, and shout like, "Hey, stupid! Look over here!" And she tries to get its attention. You do. Uh, it's a <laughs> <laughs> good, good. It hears you good. yelling it in a kind of. <laughs> 
Good, yes. Um, I have that effect on people. And I'm going to hold up my palm again and cast Ray of Frost. Great. The frost Ray shooting out. Oh. Uh, oh. Ten. Ten. Ten misses. Ooh. So the Ray of Frost, whoosh, you sort of trying to shoot it from the other room and unable to get the right angle. And uh-huh. it goes, she goes whirring past. Okay, and she just stands her ground and says again, like, come get me. Great. With that much conviction? Yep. <laughs> so frightening. Uh, who's up? Uh, the Knoll. Knolls. Okay, so the Knoll. Make a performance check. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Fucking. Uh, five. Five. So the Knoll looks to you, kind of annoyed from the... But then it turns its face back to Graven after sort of shaking off the annoyance, and it's going to go in for one more bite. <laughs> 17 to hit. Oh, oh, no. oh my god. And two piercing damage. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I'm, here. I'm here. Okay. So it goes in for another one and it catches another. Not a huge piece, but as you're, you went in for the punch and as you're pulling your hand away, it kind of grips at the hand and some of the flesh comes off of your knuckles. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to do a cantrip here, some, uh, some sacred flame. Okay. <clears throat> yep. That's uh, a spell attack, is it? Yeah. Uh, pull that hand back and just and release <laughs> some flame from the other side, right into the side of his hairy, ugly head. <laughs> um, target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8. Four. Mm. Oh, yeah. Four fails? Great. Right. Let's so, go. 1d8. Looks like the pyramid, right? Oh one. my god. Plus? Anything? Then no, no, no plus. Okay, so you are able to, you send the flame out and it sort of, but he makes a slight movement. You're only able to sort of char the side of his shoulder. Yeah. Um, so he does, he's kind of yelps. It's like, a, as he gets the fire, but he's unable, he does stay standing. Yeah, I'm going to stare at him. <laughs> Who's up? All right, let's do this. Serland. Come uh, on, he's grappled. There's that broom next to me? Yeah, there's the broom. <gasps> this you take that broom, broom. I'm going to try and I didn't, I forgot about the broom. Great. Uh, Okay, first I gotta, can I try and break the broom first? Sure, it's pretty thin, we'll just say you do it, yeah. Great, so I got two two pieces of the broom. I gotta try and stab right in between the arms. Great. Make an attack roll. With advantage. With advantage, the grapple. Okay, okay. Okay, so what is it plus? It's plus either dexterity or strength. Oh, right, right, sorry. 18 to hit. 18 hits. Yeah! yeah. So what's my roll now? Uh, for one, stabby brooms. 1d4 plus either strength or dexterity. Thank God. 1d4? Yep, plus oh, either strength or dexterity. Arm strength. <laughs> I thought I did more damage than an arm strike. W- oh, is one arm? One, one arm strength is 1d4. Uh, 1d6, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 1d4 plus 2 bludgeoning damage. Or plus 2. Plus your modifier. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. this is 1d6 plus 2? Yeah. Great. Six, eight. Eight, great. You're, finally, you're able to find sort of finally. a soft spot between the armor, and you jam the broom handle in, and it kind of groans in a kind of sort of metal groan that you hear as it sticks in there, yeah. and it sort of inrides a little bit as it's still trying to grab Saphira on top of its great. head. Great, and I messed this up the first time, I'm going to use the key points to do two extra attacks. Great, yep. The flurry two. of blows. Yeah, that's, that's those what have to be unarmed, or are they with they're on, um, The flurry of blows is um, it's after the attack on, which is when I messed up right. the first time. Yeah. So it's after the attack. Um, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus. Make the two unarmed attacks. So that's with advantage. Both with advantage. Yeah. yeah. 
22 to hit. 22 hits. Oh, there he is. This is 1d4, yeah? Finally, yeah. So this is an unarmed. And then is it Top. plus? And then it's plus two. Okay, great. So that's four damage. Four, great. So after jamming the broom handle in, you kind of go for a punch right yeah. in that same weak spot, and you kind of, <laughs> and there's kind of a dent forming yeah. right where yes. the least is there on the armor. And then we're going in with the, with the left. We're going in with great. the left now. That's cocked. Yeah. Cocked. <laughs> 22 to hit. 22 hits. Wow. Yeah, let's do this. Good lord. <laughs> and that is six. 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 Great. So, yeah, and then you go in for another punch and you, and the two dents kind of start to open up and the armor kind of cracks yeah. and fissures. Still standing, but it seems like you've done some damage. <laughs> Erlen, Erlen, like, flexes a little bit too much. How much is it going to take to get this guy? It's, it's my turn, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm on him. Yes. How? Where is the stab de brew? Is it still he did in kind it? of in between where the chest plate meets the legs? Can yeah. I grab it out and pull it out of him? Sure. Yeah. And then try like, to make a like pop it. Does that keep? Can she grapple and attack? Or? Yeah, she can. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, okay. so as long gonna, as you're not moving away from the. I'm point not moving away. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to like kind of pull it out, move my head away, and try mm-hmm. to stab him through like one of the slats of the. Oh, sure. Go for it. Nice. So you're gonna make a, an improvised oh. attack too. So. Uh, D20 plus your strength. Okay. Fuck. Does she oh, get the advantage as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Roll that shit again. Oh, Lord. That is... Oh, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought it was, too. Um, these D20s. Hang on. Strength? Yep. Okay. Eight. Eight misses. So you, you pull the broom handle out, and you go to stick it kind of in one of the slots, but it shakes its head quickly, and you're unable to get it in, and it kind of <laughs> rattles against the side of the cage. Okay. And I, he's still grappled. Yep, still yeah. grappled. Now it's my turn? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, you still have the metal sculpture in your hand. I have metal thing. Yeah. Um, let's... Can I yell to Saphir to throw me that one broom thing? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Throw me she the broom! It down, yeah. like, the piercing didn't do anything in the end, did it? Uh, it, you, you don't know whether the piercing, it was weak to that or not. You oh, couldn't I tell see. that by that interaction happening. Can I have what it's weak yeah, to yeah, or not, yeah. so. Can I take both things? Both what things? The metal thing yeah, and the broom. You can't make two attacks. At the same, I can't go at the same time? No. Okay, well, then I'm going to throw it back to her. And then <laughs> I'm just going to use the metal, because I feel like the metal against the metal might be something uh, that he's not good with. Uh, you're attacking with what, sorry? My metal thing. Again. Um, let me just make sure that you... Uh, you can attack with both, but the second one, so you, you make an attack with your dominant hand, yeah. and then you're going to make an attack with the other one, but you get no bonus to it. So you know the first one you add your strength modifier to? Yeah. You don't get to add anything to the second one. So oh. you can make two attacks, it's just the okay, second one has a higher chance of missing. Throw it back to me! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she has <laughs> I have both. <laughs> <laughs> I love confusing him. So for the first one, I'm going to use the metal thing. Great. And then the second one, I'm gonna just gonna like hit him again just to get him. Great. So make an attack with advantage first for the sort of bludgeoning okay. statue. To the right one. Yeah. yeah. Just roll it twice. Well, what do I add? Roll, just roll, roll again. Oh. Roll, yeah. Take the higher one. 
Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen misses. So you go in for the, the statue and, and again it doesn't find like a weak spot in the armor, so it just kind of clangs off the side. Fine. So now you can make a second attack. Oh, with right. that other thing. Yep, and with advantage again, but you don't add anything to it. So you're rolling twice, take the uh, higher number. Nine, yeah. Oh. So again, you're kind of ching, ching, and you can hear the noises, but you can't find sort of a spot in the armor. This is that opens never up. ending. <laughs> you all can hear Bizarre's frustration in the room at the moment. Erlen's <laughs> still sort of like lightly flexing. Yeah. <laughs> you're still yourself. Uh, armor's next. Uh, armor's next. Armor, yeah. Great. Okay, so he's going to attempt to throw Saphira off Monster. again. Got it. You can do it. A- uh, a- athletics check. Any advantage on that one? No, no, no. Seven. Attempt to escape. So he does. So he's able to grab you, and he ah. tosses you. And his sort of strength, he tosses you back like Do a I space take any kind of. No, you don't take any damage from that. But he was able to sort of, yeah, like and you kind of tumble back a little bit. Okay. Um, but that used up his action. So. All right. So it's me. It's you. Uh, 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 Orba holds up her hand again, and with far more conviction this time, says, yeah. "Hey, stupid." Get, I taste really good. Come over here. Mm-hmm. Taste okay. Ray of Frost. Are you again. attempting to distract it again? Yes. Give it another performance check. Friends. Okay. Yeah. What was it again? Fifteen. Fifteen. So this time, as you sort of yell at it, after having just bit Grave, and it kind of looks and it <laughs> and it kind of looks towards you as if it's gonna sort of pounce. Okay. Or by like slightly hating herself, cast Ray of Frost. Great. Uh, 16? 16 hits. <laughs> Roll for damage. Mm. I don't get any kind of like opportunity when he turns. No, because he, he, he would if he moves. Yeah. If he moves. Seven. Ooh. Seven damage. So the Ray of Frost, whoosh, you can hear it and it kind of, whoosh, and it, whoosh, you hear it hit as sort of a shattering of icicles and the knoll goes down. Oh. Oh. So you guys sort of take a breather as the gnolls have kind of fallen. We'll head back to the other room. Um, we're going to Erland, I yeah. guess. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I can do more, the most attacks. I gotta keep attacking. Um, uh, I'm going. I'm gonna like throw after like I've just been doing this. So I'm gonna throw like my shoulder into the. Sure, you do kind of yeah. forward. He's kind of facing away after just throwing Saphir off the side. And that is 16 to hit. 16 misses. Oh. So you go in and you feel it kind of, but you're unable to find a spot that opens then I up sort of anyway. give, it a <laughs> give it a double nudge. <laughs> ah, 22 to hit. 22 hits. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, there's the one that was rolling well for me. So now we're going three bludgeoning. Three bludgeoning damage, great. So you go in for the other shoulder, and it kind of meets the spot that you had kind of opened up, and as you push, the armor kind of groans and bends a little bit as you push into it. Oh my god, and it's all groaning and bending. <laughs> That's what she said, Sephira. Oh. Hey! Hey! Um, okay, so I'm gonna... Uh, fuck. I think I'm gonna try to grapple him again. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna like bubble oh, back at it. So motherfucker. Like leave one time on. Great. Make an acrobatics first. Uh, he's, he's 20. 20, great. Yeah. No problem. He's, yeah, he's no kind of distracting. You scamper yeah. up. Yeah. You grab one of the pieces of kind of the pauldron sticking out. And you yeah. Yank yourself right. up. Um, okay, and then, am I, and is he grappled now? Can I try to grapple uh, him? Now you can try to grapple okay. him, yeah, so uh, athletics. This is athletics, right? 
16. 16. So you do grapple him because he oh, meets no. the mind number. Why did you say it like that? No, you okay. just, it's just close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So you go, you go to grapple him and he kind of tries to shake it, but you're able to sort of grab underneath the front of the helmet. Pull it tight. So you've grappled him again? Ah, oh, yes. And can I, uh, can I just to finish him? <laughs> Uh, to Zara. Alright. Alright. Um, right. So his neck is like up? Yeah, she's kind of pulled him. Again, it's not gonna. Can I, like. She's on the back of him? Yeah, she's not behind his head. I kind of got him, like, wrestling him. Yeah. I kind of want to, like, climb up his front and try to nail him in the neck. Okay. Make a acrobatics you check. You had an cycle. Well, no, I love it. It has a between the helmet yeah. and no, the chest. No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, make an acrobatics check, trying to climb up the front oh, of there. With a hand scan, right? Not the acrobatics check. Oh, right. yeah. 14. Great, so yeah, you kind of put your foot on his front knee and hoist yes. yourself up, <laughs> and you go to jam the weapon in. Uh. Go ahead and make that with advantage there. You're able to take the broom handle and you grab onto the front part of the chest plate and you yeah. and go ahead and make a damage roll on that. Uh, 1d6. Because hers is going to be an improvised weapon like yours. Yeah. Oh, she's using her weapon. Yeah, 1d6 plus your strength. So, roll. Plus your strength. Oh, five. Uh, f- what was the dice roll? This is a one. Yeah, one. So you double the dice. To two plus your strength. Oh, this strength or this strength? What do you mean this strength? Uh, the the modifier, the plus number. The big one. Yeah, the big oh, one. Oh, three. Three. So five total damage. Yeah. So you jam it in, and it kind of you can hear it kind of writhing and groaning, and it sort of pushes you slightly, and the the, the broom handle sort of withdraws from the neck, and it's it's look sort of shaking off, and you can see sort of the pieces of the pauldrons and the, the, the pieces of armor on the gloves kind of separating a little bit and rattling and shaking oh, as it kind God. of stands there. And um, it's the armor's turn. Uh, it's the armor's turn? Yep. Great. So the armor, feeling Saphira on the top, it's going to go for one more release of the grapple against your athletics. Fuck, is that a nine or it's a nine? nine? 13. So once again, it does. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, no. 10. Okay. Push Sephira <laughs> off, and she sort of shrugs off. And as it goes kind of into attack mode and holds its fists up, <gasps> it suddenly. Son of a Thank you. And the hands drop, and the head sort of tilts. And where it had put the helmet up on the top of its shoulders, the helmet. And clatters. Can I look to, the, to the, the the door up where the hallway is? The, yeah, this door's closed. Okay. You can okay. look at the I just door. wanted to make sure that he didn't just drop because someone told him to. Well, mm. combat has ended. Yeah. <laughs> we did it! Oh. Uh, oh. Sounds like y'all just passed the test. Great. I'm sweating. So. Uh, oh. so we'll head back to Graven and oh my God. Orba. So you're here, sort of in this uh, lodging, storage, cellar. You saw Winston kind of evacuate. Uh, Where was Winston sitting when Uh, we first saw him? Like here. Can I race? Was he at like a desk or something? Yeah, he was at a desk. Can I race over to that desk real quick and just start Yeah, you start looking through the stuff. uh, Make an investigation check. That's good. 
Uh, 22. 22. There's a bunch of papers regarding supplies that nothing stands out at you in particular. There's like, there's like number of barrels we have. It has the names of the wines. You see Molifer S, Eau de Grimari, uh, Velvet Ghost, like the numbers of barrels that they have in stock. But it seems like he may have, if, if there's nothing here that catches your eye. If he, if he had something, okay. he took it with him. I tried to find some healing potions for you, but I couldn't. That's all right. I wonder um, what it was that he drank. He, he got there. super tiny. A shrinking potion. Have you ever seen anything like that before? You would have heard of that before, yeah. I mean, I know of them, but I've never seen one in person. It's pretty impressive. Does he make them himself? Is the bottle still over there? Can we... Uh, no, he took it with him. Well, he is an alchemist. I'm sure he does. Uh, it's called a potion of diminution, which you would have heard of before. Are the wine barrels, there's still a bunch of, there's the fires. I mean, there's a kind of like a few pieces of wood that's singed and okay. sort of burned. It's not like a rift, raging fire. It's Can not I walk spreading. over to one of the wine barrels and just like... <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> just like let, let out a bunch of it just like... And it kind of flows out onto the floor and you take a big swig. Uh, how is it? It's, it's refreshing. Okay. Um, okay. Can I quickly sift through any of the gnolls? I think we should search these. Okay. Yeah, make an investigation check with the advantage. Okay. Just two, what was it again? Uh, 19. 19. You search through the gnolls' bodies, and there isn't anything on them to identify them in any way. What are you, are you looking for something in particular? There's no items on them. Mm. They, were, they weren't armored, and they didn't have weapons. Uh, no, like, distinguishing marks or anything, I guess, then, if I'm looking at them. What did you see? Okay. Um. So one of, one of these gnolls was working in the kitchen just now. Oh. Right? With the one who let us down He ushered us down here. Are there more? I don't know. I don't know what we should do, too. Are there, How are we going to explain Remember, he didn't it? say anything. He just grunted. He just, uh, he no, can't, yeah, he no can't speak. I mean, can't even speak. when you change forms, you can't. Um, is there, there's no other exits down here. It's just the sewer. Yeah, can we you just... You can investigate where Winston yeah. went out. So you, if you go over there, over there. You, you see similar to... The, it's like a graded... It's not very tall, but it's like a graded, almost like a drainage kind of thing. If yeah. there was a big spill, they could sort of siphon something oh, through okay. there. So he shrunk small enough to fit through one of these. I mean... It's very small to fit yeah. through the, uh, and you can peek into it, and there is kind of a, seems like a sewage drainage area behind there, and then it sort of turns off to the left, but it does move forward, so you can see this way and kind of off to the left this way. It's pretty dark, but there's nothing in there that you can see. Yeah, we need like, to find where that leads. We need to find who is Winston working with. Is he is he in in league with Mollifer? Why is he down here? Why is he? I don't know, but do you think we're going to get in trouble? We've been down here for a while. There's four dead gnolls. There's wine all over the floor. Yeah. And you and I are near There's death. <laughs> all right, let's... And you're still mute. Try to, I know. Let's, I guess, try to act casual. Let's go back <laughs> What? <laughs> you, what, what are we going to do? Just lock the door behind us? They need to get to the wine. What, do you, what else do you suggest? There's no other way out of this room. We have to go back up into the kitchens. I say we. Co I'll come. I'll carry a wine. There are a few barrels undamaged. Yeah, I mean, some of them are damaged, but they're. What if? 
Ooh, what if somehow we got on uh, Mr. Mollifer's good side and we're like, by the way, we found four nulls in your thing and we got rid of them for you, so do you want to give us some money? There's a very good chance that he knew that that was going on. That he knew that Winston was down there. Down here. Sorry. Yes, I suppose you're right. <laughs> I know. I, I, I mean, yes, I suppose, I suppose you're correct, but eventually he's going to find out. Right? And we should be gone then. Oh, okay. Well, I trust you. I say that you pick up some food item and I'll get a, a, a barrel of wine and we sneak back up into the kitchen, <laughs> set them down, and get out of here. We just leave? I, I can't get in another fight. No. Uh... You also okay. are. Orba's in better shape. You're pretty beat. You're yeah. noticeably I can, beat up. I should. Okay. I should. I have one more spell. I can cast cure wounds on myself. Oh, you should do that. Yeah. Uh. All right. Yeah. If I'm hoping to pick up this barrel. All right. I'll cast cure wounds on myself. Sure. One uh, d eight plus my spell casting ability. Just two. Nice, juicy, juicy wow. piece. Right. You take a moment and you sort of heal your wounds and you feel some of the cuts closing up, some of the bite marks are. So some of your clothes is still stained with some blood, but the wounds have sealed themselves up pretty nicely. <sighs> but if someone looked at you, they could, there's blood yeah, in their clothes. Yeah, they got in a fight. All right, well. Um, can I just do one last quick scan of the other rooms just to see if there's any other like belongings or sure. anything? Sure, make one more investigation check <laughs> with, with advantage, because you're both with advantage. Seventeen. Seventeen. There's little trunks next to each of the cots, so presumably people who work here, or whatever. And there's money in them. Um, there's probably close to somewhere between ten and fifteen per cot, and there's four cots. Gold. Gold. Yeah. Do we really want to steal from these people as well as make an absolute mess? Well, some of them could have been the normal. Kill some creatures down here. There's a couple other mundane items too. They have some tunics and spare clothes and stuff. But the, I mean, the main of value that you can tell is. I don't want these to. These are lowly. Workers. I don't want to steal from the workers. I know. We've already forced them to spend time with the other three upstairs. <laughs> We've already forced. Are, do we try to? Are there empty barrels anywhere? Oh, can I carry you out in one? Oh, no, I was putting putting the knolls in them. Oh. I don't know why. There, there's broken, yeah, I mean, one like one of the barrels had come off and cracked, so the wine has spilled and now uh-huh. it's empty. Okay, <laughs> let me quickly reiterate what you want to do. You want us to just leave, leave all of this here on the floor, we turn around, lock the door, put something in front of it or something? Are we, go- are we going to be able to clean this up so that it doesn't look like anything happened? I don't I don't think so. Somebody's going to know. Oh no! As soon as someone else comes down here. I, but I feel like if we don't say something, they're going to think we're say bad people. Say something to who? I don't know. Why would Mullafair have somebody who is employing gnolls? He's a rich man. He's rich. Who would you like to tell? The head chef? We can't go out into the into the hall and try to speak to Mollifair. We would bring the attention of everyone here upon us. What about, what about Armand? What about the tiefling man? Where, do you know where he is? No, I don't know <laughs> and with that, we'll move on. <laughs> Cut to. So the three of you sort of, 
some heavy breathing. Oh, yeah. You guys have been climbing up and down the suit of armor, and you find yourselves. Can um, I just throw just... a kick at the, at the suit of armor and just kind of like take a look at it? Like, is there anything? Someone, like... someone, help me look at. Yeah, you mean uh, you know, there isn't much to see. Yeah. No, you kick it and it doesn't move, and one of the gauntlets that you kicked kind of rattles away, and you look peek inside. It seems to be empty on the inside. As far as someone, help me look if we can see if any magic or what made this move in the first place. What was can the we, point of all this? Can I can I like look at can I look at that? Uh, yeah, make an Arcana check. Okay. Um. Okay. While he's doing this, can I walk down the hall to the door? Sure. Like yeah, back towards the main door. Yeah. An eight. Eight. Uh, nothing about it. You've heard from your days at the halls of transmutation. You've heard of animated objects before. Um, but you're unable to identify the source of it or anything like that. Um, That's the only way out through that door? As far as you can see, yeah. And was the door I, you came down. Can I listen stair. at the door mm-hmm. to see? Make a perception check. Uh, you can get back out that Fifteen. Right? As far as you know. So you hear some light footsteps coming down. What do you hear? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hear? Fuck, okay. What do you hear? <laughs> Footsteps. Shut it. Oh, no. And uh, and then can I try? Can I can I open the? I'm not gonna try to open it. I just want to know if I can open it. Do you know what I, I want to like make a small check to see if it can open? Is it yeah, locked? it doesn't seem to be locked. You sort of lightly turn the knob, and it it doesn't seem like it would okay. stop you from going through. Do they sound like heavy footsteps? Light footsteps. Yeah. I'm gonna walk back down. I'm gonna sit on the couch and just cross my legs and wait. <gasps> I'm gonna sit next to her. Okay. <laughs> well, if they're coming, should I just open the door for them? Sure. I'm just gonna. Well, if they're coming, I'm just gonna open the door. And this armor that's on the floor, does he have a weapon? No, because he was, he was just, just yeah, it was, bludgeoning. Yeah, okay. it's, he has two gauntlets, a chest plate helmet, and a set of leg armor uh, boots. Okay, I'm gonna open the door. Okay, you open the door, and standing there, tiefling man. Ah, I see you've met my pet, and that's where we're gonna end. For oh you. my god! No! No! Wait! Wait! What's your what's a tiefling man? Well, you don't recognize Erlen recognizes. Oh, but you oh, I mean, you don't you yeah. haven't met him, so you. If anyone's on my fucking shit list, swear to God. Oh my God! No! 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 I don't want to. <laughs> That's where we're gonna. I need to get to my appointments. I don't time. For Again, this. that fight lasted literally a couple, like a minute, Fine. like two yeah. minutes, maybe. So you're not like you still got twenty. What? Wait. What a night. Fine, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Um, Nicely done, everybody. And anything else to add before we... Uh, Next stream will be June 30th, so go march in the Gay Pride Parade, and then... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, International Pride. Pride. Yeah, International Pride. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about it. Uh, Great, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. See ya! Bye, guys. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. 
If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. There's always room in our party for more adventurers near and far. Until next time, as the Ackley elves would say, your presence is a gift. Thank you.